When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Take a look. It's February 23rd, 2024. Arr, let's get in the weeds, matey. I am at Joel Pearl. Our show is going to make it where it needs to be. We don't have to travel through the Suez Canal. We're just traveling through the Internet Canal. Jeremy Lambert's here. He made it too. Pirates didn't get you on the way. How are you doing? I'm, I'm well. Apparently, all we're doing is uh, pirate stuff today. Is that... Yeah. Joel. Joel. Yeah. yeah. Joel. What's what's a what's pirate? Why why couldn't the pirate get into the movies? <laughs> I know he should just do the bit. Do it. Go ahead. Oh, why why? Because it's rated R. <laughs> Joel Joel yeah. Joel. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why, why, why? What's a pirate's favorite letter? I lay it on me. I don't know. No, you got to take a guess at this one. You oh, actually got to uh, guess this one. Is it is it R? You would think so. Oh. But it's actually the C. Ah. Yeah. See, that can go either way, because if somebody actually says the C, you can go, no, of course, it's R. So, like, that one, that was a tricky one. It's plausible deniability right yeah. there. I, I appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> anyway, so this is basically the next two hours of our show. Once Michael Cole said <laughs> the Elimination Chamber barely made it to Perth because it got commandeered by a bunch of pirates, I was like, well, throw out the graphic. We're not talking about anything else today. Like uh, Dave, Dave's got Dave's got jokes. Three point one four percent of sailors are pirates. Yeah, good job, Dave. Look at you. Look at that. Look at oh, you. God. This is fantastic. This is what we're here for. This is what we do. Monday, Wednesdays, Fridays, ten a.m. till noon. Oh, it's on the Eastern Time, of course. We do this stuff. We just get weird. Whatever the news comes out, we're pirates always. and cheese. That's all we talk about on That's this right. Show. Sometimes video games too. Sometimes someone drops a scoop. You know, like this week alone, Moose dropped his contract length. Just totally unprovoked. Are we allowed it's... to talk about that? <laughs> Wait, I am. Get... <laughs> what are they going to do? Are going to get me? yelled at? What are they going to do? Call me about it? Yeah, they might. They Good might. Boy. Uh, it's okay. Uh, they're, they're, very upset. At, yeah, let them be at us uh, over that. <laughs> hell of a night. And then uh, what else? Uh, Andrew Zarian, of course, dropping that forbidden door is uh, slated to be at Arthur Ashe Stadium. The the plan is, uh, yeah, here he is. Look at this kid. He, he lives here. What's he doing? He doesn't have a show today, does he? Why? Where is he at? Why can't he come on the show? You want to you want to join us, Mister Zarian? Should I should I 
let you hack the stream once again. Yeah, he always hacks the stream. Take a victory lap. <laughs> Who's sending? Are you sending spiteful DMs? Who's <laughs> sending? Apparently. Oh, oh, I so I didn't. Uh, I didn't watch. Um, yeah, I I saw it and I'm like, oh, okay, that must have happened. I don't care. I don't. I don't care. Is this a sorry? Is this a sports thing? I'm just. Curious. Oh yeah, the Red Wings beat the Abs last night. Oh okay, it was okay. overtime. I figured and, as much. we we know. Yeah, that Chris. Chris is not a malicious person. <laughs> I was no no I know. Uh, I was dealing with. Uh, I was watching basketball. I was watching. I was way more way more worried about the basketball game, which turned out to be very good. Than I care about the 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 hockey team right now. Not worried about the hockey. Worried about the basketball. <laughs> Triple H nervously listening to Ailstorm. Ailstorm's like a pirate metal band and he's rerouting the boat. <laughs> that one got me, Jeff. Thank you for that. Paul is saying, what does a math magician and a pirate have in common? They're both looking for X. <laughs> That's all I got. I'm a math teacher. So so for those that don't know, because I literally just got a message from the wife of like, what is this pirate stuff? <laughs> <laughs> Live online like we do. For for those that don't know. So they're in Perth, Australia for, for Elimination Chamber. And you can see them building the structure. And, you know, the kickoff press event thing was last night. And Michael Cole is like... Here you see the structure being built uh, as as we speak. The Elimination Chamber is being built as we speak. The structure took over a month to get here. Originally, it was supposed to ship through the Suez Canal, but pirates made sure that didn't happen. So it was sent to Miami. Then it was shipped on a truck to Los Angeles, put on a ship to Sydney, and then sent on a train to Perth. And now it is being built. So that is why the Elimination Chamber structure just arrived apparently yesterday and they had to build it. And it took a month because as they tried to ship it to the Suez Canal, pirates were like, we love this wrestling stuff. What kind of what kind of booty you got here in the, the old Elimination Chamber? Why didn't they just strap it to the top of the plane and fly it over? That's what I want. Yeah. That's how it works. You get a big jet and you just strap it to the top. It's like driving down the highway, I figure, right? That's how it works. Anyway, listen, pirates aren't the only ones who can get to WWE programming. They come here too. It's Andrew Zarian. The pirates. Andrew from In the Weeds, from In the Weeds. Yes, I'm glad apparently this is an official thing now. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, wait till something else is official. Thank you, thank you, thank you, sir. Just wait till something else is official. Something else, my goodness. What are we we doing teasing stuff? We get people, we had a lot of angry messages after Wednesday's show. People were very mad at our show. What happened Uh, on Wednesday? Oh, oh, oh. It was our most newsworthy episode in a while, and yet it was the one that people got most angry about. And you guys did nothing. We did nothing. You guys did nothing wrong. We asked questions. You're not supposed to do that. Don't Don't ask questions. God forbid. God forbid you ask you ask questions. Don't ask questions, Andrew Zarian. Just not supposed to. Well, I I asked some questions yesterday, and I saw that. Thief Mike Johnson. No, 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 no beef. No beef. No beef. I'm joking. I, I was waiting to post this for weeks. I mean, I told Joel about it. Uh, and I had spoken to Sean about it. And we were I was just waiting. You know, I had promised that I would wait uh till after this pay-per-view. 
and Mike that's pirated your Mike news. Johnson. <laughs> Listen, Mike's a, Mike's a Mets fan, so I can't I can't have beef with him. That's uh, but PW Insider posted that uh, they were going to run Arthur Ashe. Uh, and I was like, well, I guess I got to do it now. So I messaged the person that had told me this info and I said, listen, dude, or do that. Brian Danielson. It was Brian Danielson. <laughs> uh, I was like, listen, Brian, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta drop this. And, uh, I did. Uh, and then I dropped the second part of this story that I had. And then I was told, oh no, it's all changed. Oh no. After I put it, I public, I, I pushed the tweet like 15 minutes later, I got, no, this, this changed like recently. So I had to retract it and I put out an apology and then the apology, people got confused. They said, oh, wait, wait, your forbidden door story is not accurate. So I deleted everything and just left the forbidden door story. <laughs> so listen, so, so hold you, on, just, yeah. just so that no one is confused. What yeah. is the story? Just so it's here and concise for our audience. Uh, Forbidden Door will take place at Arthur Ashe Stadium in Queens, New York, in June. In June, okay. In it's June. Period. End of sentence. That's it. Yeah. Now, now you all know. Yeah. Now, now, now it's all public. Uh, Grand Slam. I don't know uh, anymore. I have to now figure that out because originally it was going to take place on the same grounds, but at Louis Armstrong Stadium, and that's not happening. Okay. So. so that that changed. So I don't know. Maybe it is Ash. I don't know. I, I I don't. I'll probably figure it out in the next couple of weeks. But all right, we'll see where it goes. <laughs> Listen, there's a lot of exciting stuff happening. I'm psyched for that, dude. Yeah, that's going to be a really fun event. I now I don't know if it's a Saturday or if it's a Sunday. Okay. Because that's a lot of shows to run in the market, right? Like if you think about it, you're going to obviously run Dynamite somewhere local. Right. Or, right. So do you, it's a 20 something thousand person stadium. Do you sacrifice collision and not run collision? Uh, I think they probably run, I think they probably run it on Sunday. They've run it on, they usually run it on Sunday, don't they? Like they, Forbidden Door has always been on Sunday. Was it Sunday or was it Saturday last I'm time, Joel? Sure it's you were there. Saturday. It was Sunday because they ran Collision the night before. Yeah, they only run it where on did, Saturday. Where did they run? Where did they run Collision? At the same venue. They just ran the same venue twice at the Scotiabank Arena. And remember, I mean, that, we're all up in arms because oh, there weren't that many people there. It was a Saturday night Collision show, and it wasn't super yeah. hot. But, but well, I, I don't think they're going to run. I don't think they're going to run Arthur Ashe. Right, but twice. then you have to deal with how, setting up two different venues for a show. So it's more likely they would just do a Saturday pay-per-view i think you could do the coliseum you could do uh ubs uh you could do newark which is not the same market i don't care what anybody says you could run like hartford you know i would suggest you run connecticut or you run philly or you run something you know along the lines of coming here i I don't think you should you should uh tap into new york three times well you know what I'm going to bring you back in a little bit because our 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 interview is here. And our I'm interview- leaving. Enjoy your show. Let's Love you guys. Yeah, I got to go do my own show. show to do. I, I got my own show to do. That's right. Go Who do you have? Who's your guest today? Who's your guest? You know what? Stick around for, for right now. We're going to introduce him right now. Joining us. Okay. Very excited. He's going to be competing for the GCW World Championship tonight at GCW Touch the Sky Live in Dallas, taking on Blake Christian. Joining us is the one and only Fuego Del Sol. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys doing? 
We're doing well. Thanks for joining us. Now I get to kick off Andrew Zarian. Now you get to kick me off. Listen, much better, much better guest than me. A thousand times better than me. I'll see you, boys. Thanks, Thanks, Zarian. All right. Hello, Fuego. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys doing? We're good. I feel like now we're in a time loop. We're just going to keep saying good morning. and. Well, we appreciate you joining us uh, this morning. Let's let's get into it with the GCW. You're facing Blake Christian for the GCW World Title. Uh, how much do you know about Blake Christian, and why is he such a dick? Um, I know a lot about Blake Christian, man. I've been watching this dude uh, since his second year in professional wrestling. I saw a guy coming from the south again, a guy from Mobile, Alabama, like me. He uh, he started down in Tennessee. And just I slowly saw him making waves, doing big things, how athletic he was, how good he was. And I was like, man, this guy is someone I keep in the back of my mind that I am. I feel like I I, I do this with a lot of different people I compete with uh, in a way to kind of make myself better. If they're doing big things, I need to be doing big things. Right. I want to keep myself on the same path that some of these people are that I think we're at that same level or at least trying to compete to be at that next level. And uh, slowly but surely, we both made our way to uh, the mainstream of professional wrestling. And now, you know, he's got this attitude problem that I just cannot stand. I think he's uh, if you could if you could buy him for what he's worth and sell him for what he's actually worth, then you'd be a millionaire uh, because he's uh, up his own ass real bad right now at the moment. So we've been trying to get Blake Christian to join us on the show. For a have while. we? We have. I've been sending tweets. I've been trying to go through different channels, various channels, and we and India just he doesn't want to do it. I get okay, fine. Maybe we're not. Maybe we're not big enough for him. Let's. But if you win that GCW World Title, Fuego, can we bring you back a bunch of times? Would you do that for us? That's the problem. See, that's the problem with Blake Christian. I want everyone to know this, right? He wants to be champion, but he doesn't want any of the championship burdens that come with it. Thank he cannot you. talk like me. He can walk the walk in the ring, but he cannot talk the talk. Okay. I can do the media. I can cut the promos. I can be anywhere and everywhere all at once. I'll be at GCW tonight. And then I hop on a jet in the morning and I fly to Montana and I wrestle in Montana tomorrow night. Then I fly back to San Antonio and wrestle in San Antonio Sunday night. Cause I do this. This is my life, right? I don't have three letters attached to my name anymore to uh, elevate me in a way he does. And I don't know if that's making him uh, complacent. I don't know if that's made him lazy when it comes to being a true champion, but like I see GCW happening all the time and I don't see him in the main stories. I don't see him uh, in all of these promos. I cut a promo for the show this week. I yet to see Blake cut a promo for the show because he doesn't want the championship burdens like I want to be champion. And that's why something needs to change tonight. He just wants to be an asshole to everybody. He's a, he's a giant, giant jerk. I hope and, we beat him. I hope we can just rid the world of, of Blake Christian once and for all. Him and Matt Cardona. Matt Cardona. I, no. Hold on, hold on. I, I, I got a soft spot for Matt Cardona because, you know, I got to ask him once what he eats on his day off and his response went viral. So I got I to gotta give it to Matt Cardona. So, you know, that's fine. At least he promotes the shows. He that, does. Cardona, he big on uh, big on promoting. Yeah, um, on, big on Twitter and X, for sure. Yes. yes. Hey, hey you mentioned, uh, sorry, going to making the towns and everything. How do you handle pirates? That's the big topic of discussion today is how do you handle pirates? Mm, I, uh, 
you know, I uh, I, I know how to communicate with pirates. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Okay. I know how to communicate with pirates. So it's like we speak the same language. And when, you know, there's a certain respect there. Um, when you when you can communicate with them and and you got you you know each other like me and pirates do certain respect they let me they let me they let me go i'm all good you're in on the on the pirates here like you you've have you been hunting treasures with them like i need to know more i grew up on the coast right i grew up by the water you know there's a there's a the way of the water the way the language that's just something you gotta understand right they're just they're, I got three kids and they're just looking for some booty. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I understand. I don't think you need kids to have that. <laughs> you're, you're right, but you know, different types of booty, but it's the same thing. Same thing. Searching the seas. We, we won't expose all the pirate secrets out there when it comes to this. Um, You've been back on the independent scene for, for a while now. How have you, after coming off the AEW run, how, how has things changed for you being back on the independent scene? Um... You know, like I said, I've learned real quick that you don't have a promotional juggernaut behind you to elevate all the things you do. Everything I did was amplified because I was going to be on uh, AEW programming, whether it be TV or dark, at least, you know, once a month. And so to not have that, you know, a lot of times you're out of sight, out of mind. So unless someone is following me, they might not know all the things I'm doing, all the ways I'm getting better, all the dope shit I uh, I do in the ring. Uh but it took me a while to get my, you know, my footing back under me. I, I, not only did I get released by AEW, but I was, I was right after I got cleared from a four-month foot injury. So I had to kind of refine my footing and, and get back to where I wanted to be cardiovascular-wise and uh, in ring shape. And uh, then getting my foot more comfortable to do all the crazy shit I usually do. Um, so I would say it took me about four or five months to get to where I wanted to be. And then now I'm just hitting my stride and doing what I want to do. And I knew I had to set my sights on GCW because I want to, I want to be back on TV again. Uh, and to do that, you've got to hit some of the big indies and there's no bigger independent right now than game changer wrestling, traveling, uh, traveling all of North America, going doing European tours. They're doing everything. And I want to be there. I want to be a consistent part of the roster and, the fastest way to do that is to be Blake Christian for the GCW championship tonight. It's a pretty fair way of thinking about it, to be honest. Come in, win the title. Yeah, be the guy on top. You uh, you broke a rule recently on the uh, on the internet. Oh God! And uh, we're not going to get too too deep, but you basically you were saying don't don't interact with outrage accounts and engagement farming. And you know, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll tell you personally, I I agree with that. I actually think it's a great uh, a great thing to have in your in your back pocket to not do that, not interact. Yeah, with that. and that dude sucks who you replied to. By exactly. <laughs> let's just put it out there. But let's. And Sarah was in my DMs telling me how much he's. <laughs> <laughs> We'll do it publicly, <laughs> damn it! So, so here's here's the thing: we gotta we 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 gotta get our our articles out. So we need your your hottest wrestling take, and we're gonna turn it into an outrage article of our own. Ooh, I'm sure. okay. no, no one's gonna come after you, but we're definitely gonna come with read the whole piece. So let's go. Let's give you your hottest wrestling take. Oh my goodness, my hottest wrestling take. I'm so there's so there's two different probably ways I could go with this. Um, my hottest wrestling take at the moment. People just bury Sean Ross Sapp at this point. That's fine too. I mean, 
I like Sean. I really do. I feel like really one of the only, I mean, maybe a, him along with a couple others, only the, the only reliable, or at least trying to do it with some integrity. I feel like, man, some people don't give a damn. Like wrestlers open themselves up to try to, you know, help help you guys a little bit. Not just you guys. I'm just mean people in general, you know, are journalists in general, and then they get screwed later on because these guys will do anything for the for the clickbait. And so it's it's weird. Oh, mm. so just say Cody should lose at WrestleMania. Yeah. Hell Nobody no. wants to hear that. Hell Nobody wants to no. hear that. Hell no. I think that's the that's the WWE had Rock versus Roman and Cody versus Roman up on a silver platter. And they fumbled both of them severely, I feel like. They have miraculously recovered it in some sort of way and pivoted really thanks to The Rock. But why did you have Cody win the Royal Rumble if you knew you wanted to do Rock versus Roman? It's just a, it just made no sense storyline-wise. Like You had to see this coming. And I get Punk got injured and that those are wrenching plans, but they say that Rock knew he was coming back way earlier than that. It just That doesn't make any sense. It, I mean, to be you know, the the biggest wrestling company in the world, you think there's a little bit more foresight and planning going on. But, you know, I, I want a job one day, so maybe I'll stop talking. <laughs> Have you and Cody kind of been keeping up with each other since, uh, you know, as he's been on this ascent in WWE? Me, Sammy Guevara, Cody Rhodes. We have a group chat. We talk all the time. We're laughing. You know, Sammy is a giant uh, figure mark and a giant belt mark is what we call him in the thing. And so uh, they're just competing for figures and belts at this point. Uh, and I'm there to add my own funny little commentary. But then we're talking about life. We're talking, we all got children now, so we're talking about children. Uh, Cody called Sammy a fake Dragon Ball Z fan the other day, and it was just the highlight of my whole day. Uh, but, yeah, I talk to him all the time. You know, he's been a mentor to me. You know, I was actually backstage at Raw and SmackDown in October, you know, and uh, he invited me on the old bus. We had a good little chat, and it was like time, just like we were back in AEW. I feel like, you know, Cody played a big part in a lot of people's ascent in AEW, or at least getting high in AEW, and some people don't talk to him as much now that he's not in an EVP role, and I think he does appreciate the people that does still reach out to him. And uh, he was always our friend first. That's why we did those stupid ass vlogs. It's because we just enjoyed hanging out with each other and cracking jokes. And so I, uh, I'm, I'm a huge Cody supporter, and he definitely should win at WrestleMania. <laughs> this is the clickbait headline: there you go. Cody Rhodes has called Sammy Guevara a I'll fake Dragon Ball Z, Z fan. fan. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> and let the let the tribalists go nuts at the idea of the three of y'all being in a group chat. <laughs> You're not allowed. That's not yeah. Let's do that. Fuck the tribalists. There's a. I mean, I like wrestling. I grew up watching wrestling. I, you know, Monday nights it was Raw, and then on Thursday nights I'd watch TNA. And as much wrestling as I could get, I loved. Right, and it's just, I think, I think, especially with Twitter, you have like stand culture that comes out, and like they make it their whole personality, or they base all their friendships around liking one person or one thing and like clinging to it. And it is their uh, moment of escape to click on that X app and to pop up and to immerse themselves into whatever they like, which also 
creates this crazy echo chamber that some people are better than they are. Some people are worse than they are. This person deserves this thing. This person, it's just a bunch of bullshit, man. Go outside, touch grass. <laughs> it, always, it always baffles me when that happens. And I'm like, you know, all these guys are like friends. And they all want each other to succeed. Well, not all of us. Like, so right, of us right. Are real but for the, fake, for the we hate part. each other in the back for real, you know. Um, Welcome to a working environment. Yes, yes absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. So, like, for the most part, it's like they all, they, they pick each other up. Like, Eddie Kingston will take shots at WWE on television. And he's like, yeah, I want WWE to succeed. I got friends over there who work. I don't want them to go out of business or anything. Like, that's dumb. We all want each I other. I mean, even Randy Orton, here. who's going to be a WWE lifer for all this, I just had an interview where he was like, Cody went over there and changed the business. You know, he made everything better for all of us. All of that. Always baffling when when people get attached to that kind of stuff. But uh, uh, what can you do? Speaking kind of on the same subject of Cody Rhodes, Fuego Two, where where has he been at? He little similarities to Cody Rhodes. I mean, and, people love to point this out. People love yeah. to point out the similarities. You know, and it's it just sucks because Fuego Two went missing right at the same time that Cody, you know, jumped ship and left us all. Um, you know, it's missing presumed dead at this point. You know, the more I think about it, the 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 more I fight back tears. Um, what a fun little thing while it lasted. There's only four matches, but it took the world by storm. Ah, it took the world by storm, and it was really just a way for uh, you know, Fuego to to uh stay in ring shape because he felt like he was cutting too many promos on TV. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But yeah, it was great for me because it guaranteed me to be at TV every week. And then when Cody leaves and I don't have that guarantee to be at TV every week, uh, it slowly hurt my uh, standing with standings within AEW, I think. What's one of the like I guess little things you can learn from a guy like Cody Rhodes? Because everyone sees the big television persona, but Cody is very good with the minute little details. What What's some of the little things that you can pick up from somebody like Cody? Oh, there's a ton of little things, but my favorite thing, and I feel like more people need to think like this, is the definition of the word over is what he loves to harp on. He's like, there is there is over in a sense that you will always move tickets and do well numbers on TV and move merchandise and then there's over that people, everyone else likes to think of is just, you got a lot of momentum right now from the crowd reactions. That's it, right? There's two different ones. Like even right when I got signed, I had so much momentum with good crowd reactions, but the less I was used or the less I was on TV, the more it just slowly died down, right? He's like, he he told me last year, he's like, I thought, he's like, I was getting really good crowd reactions for a while. And then they announced Cena for SmackDown. He moved 5,000 tickets in one night. He's like, that's over. He was like, at AEW, when we were both there, he was like, the only over guy on this roster is Chris Jericho. He's like, everyone else fluctuates in our momentum and our crowd reactions. He's like, to be truly over, you have to be able to sustain that for years at a time. And like, it really changed my thought process. Right? So is there's over and then there's over right now. And some people are just over right now. It's funny that you say that. Cause like, I think about, Everything that you're saying is true. And I also think that some wrestling promotions operate as like uh, a team mentality, like a, a team, uh, what's the, an ensemble cast 
is what gets it over. Is that something that you you ruminate on? Is that something you think about? Or are you really like rooted in what Cody's saying with, you know, the star that's over moves the tickets? Well, it just depends on how you book it, right? That's the great thing. But like, you know, WWE, for better or for worse, made themselves synonymous with the with the word wrestling. Uh, WWE made themselves so like WrestleMania is going to sell itself in a lot of ways. You could not announce a match. And, and like, while that is good for WWE's business model, it's not necessarily good for everyone's singular business model. Right. And when contracts come up, they don't give a damn about how well the ensemble did at the, that, at that year, if that makes any sense, it's like, they want to, te- they, everybody wants to yell that team. Hey, it's a team effort. Hey, we're all together. Hey, but at the end of the day, you have to try to look out for yourself first. It's like this is the business of we want everyone to succeed, but nobody do better than me. It's just how it always is, and that's how it's always going to be. And so, if you can, if you book it right and use that, you know, you know, uh, if use it right in the right way of like, hey, we got this new guy coming in, we put him with the right over person. Uh, or in the right overmatch and and get people interested and excited about this guy, then you can, you know, you look at someone like Jay Cargill right now, and it was the perfect debut at the Rumble for her, but they built it up for a few months beforehand after they signed her, and then they put her in the Rumble. They ha- give her this big moment. That's a way to do it, to keep someone, and to show a different audience how, you know, over someone is. Who out there on the independent scene do you do you kind of have your eye on looking at like I'd like to get in the ring with this guy and and see what he's all about and as a test to yourself? Speedball Mike Bailey, I think, is number one. And I know Speedball. he's with Impact, you know, in TNA, but uh, they, if you look at any top independent cards right now, most of them have some talent from TNA on it. Uh, and yeah, so as just speedball, I think right now is the best, one of the best in the world. He's in my top five best in the world. It's just, he's a cardio machine. He doesn't get tired. He's always innovating, coming up with new stuff. I remember I was at WrestleCade last November and uh, I was sitting there next to my buddy Sam Stackhouse and uh, speedball wrestled Matt Cardona and Cardona comes to the curtain first and he's huffing and put, puffing he, and he looks at like the promoter and he's like, Speedball's good, man. That speedball's really good. And then Speedball walks through the curtain and he looks like he hasn't broken a sweat. He just walks to the back because, like, he goes so hard every single match. And then he'll say that he doesn't go hard. Uh, but, like, I got to finally jump in the ring with Jonathan Gresham uh, at the end of last year. I was very excited about that. Uh, but but Speedball is the one I would love to mix it up with. Alex Shelley, another one I would love to mix it up with. Uh and then there's a lot of young cats up on the rise that I think, you know, I, I, I would love to mix it up with these guys. They, you know, a young cat like Leon Slater would be fun to to work with. Or Kevin Knight, um, you know, there's a bunch of guys on the rise that I'm, I'm looking at. I'm going to pull up a photo from your Instagram and I have one question. Uh-oh. What were y'all talking about? Believe it or not, I feel like people don't listen to this T-Pain's music now. And I have always been the biggest T-Pain fan. I've seen him in concert. And like, I, uh, I, and then Twitch as well. Cause like, when you meet a celebrity, I have always, even especially with wrestlers too, I don't want to just 
meet you and take a picture with you. I want you to remember who I am when I meet a celebrity. And like, that was like my whole, anytime as a young wrestler, anytime we had a big giant name on the independent show, I was like, my goal is to get this guy to follow me on Twitter by the end of the day. <laughs> like I got to get in good with these people, you know? And uh, same thing with T-Pain. I was like, I talked to him about some of his new music. Cause I know people wouldn't, some of these people there wouldn't have known about that. Uh, and then I talked to him a little bit about Twitch. And then when I rated him on Twitch, him and his wife both were like, hey, that's the wrestler from da 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 And I was like, mission accomplished. You know what I'm saying? So some of his new music and just, uh, he was just so cool. He was so happy to be backstage. Cody brought him back. He was so nice, took pictures with everybody. He was the man. Who do you have following you on Twitter that, that is famous, that you've gotten that, that big famous follow? Oh, I don't know. I mean. Wait, hold on, hold on. Oh God! Me, just now. Ah, I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I mean, uh, Ron Funches follows your boy, which he's a big wrestling fan. He's been involved in the. Uh, uh, who else we got? There's another famous person that follows me. I mean, Mia Khalifa followed me for a little bit of time because she was at an indie show that I was at, but she unfollowed, which is understandable. Um, I unfollowed as well. It's understandable. Uh, Mutual yeah. unfollowing. Yeah, of course, of course, of course. You want people reporting in the spot. In, yeah. Of course. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you really scroll back on Instagram, you can find that photo, which is yeah, got me street cred, which I didn't want. I think um, I was on a time crunch. So I got his. I understand. I understand. <laughs> I understand. Um, you know, there's a ton of wrestlers that follow me, but I, I don't know. I don't know who will be my biggest celebrity follow yeah i don't know i'm unsure i mean i got you know greg miller from kind of funny is all ign former ign you know million follower he but he's apparently you know a part of wb roster now too so we're all connected in some way uh i see cole radrick is is out here retweeting and talking about a potential match between sam and in yourself against uh him and alec price can you say mean things about Cole Radrick? Oh, it's so hard to say mean things about Ratty Daddy. I, I could talk some shit on Alex Price and Alex Price any day. Uh, <laughs> but Cole is my guy. Uh Cole, you're not as good at Rocket League as you think you are. I mean, oh. uh, we play all the time, and you know, you sometimes you have good days, sometimes you have bad days. But me and Sam, while we might fail at beating your Rocket League on some days, we will whoop your ass. If you get in the ring with us, uh, that is something that we have both decided. Me and Sam Stackhouse, it's, it's just someone I really want to show some love to. Sam Stackhouse, also from Oklahoma, living in Oklahoma right now where I'm based. Uh, one of the few guys that put in the work and travel and is one of the most athletic big men in wrestling today. And we decided we were going to be a tag team. We knew we had to bust out some wild uh, some wild stuff. And in Phoenix, a couple weeks ago, a few weeks back, we did just that. And we showed GCW, I think, hey, you need to be booking Fuego Del Sol and Sam Stackhouse a lot more. And I think you will see that tag team a lot more in the future. And hopefully we get to whip whip uh, Cole and, and Alex's ass. I love it. If you diss his video game play, and he'll take that oh, very, yeah. very personally. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. We had Billy Starks on the show recently. She had no problem going right for the jug. Of course, of course. Billy ruthless. ruthless. Yeah. <laughs> call them call them a woman in a bikini. 
Oh my god! Woman out. Oh, yeah, Billy just, she just tore out his spine through his throat. It was, it was impressive almost. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> shall, shall we do the thing, Jeremy? Uh, well, real, real quickly, uh, somebody in chat is just saying they they would like more vlogs from you. So I don't know if you had any plans to kind of restart that up, but it, you know, provide more insight on that if you do have plans to do some more vlogs and YouTube videos. So I was doing some uh, like some behind the scenes story content, kind of like Maven is doing over on his channel, uh, and I found a lot of success in that. But I didn't want to just blatantly rip Maven off, which a few videos, videos, it, it's definitely different time periods and different companies in wrestling. But uh, I wanted to, I let it breathe just for a hair. I definitely want to get back to that and, because that was giving me the most success. Uh, but I would, I think vlogs are a little, are, are dying out. I felt like maybe for a uh, hardcore fan base, maybe like on a private, like Patreon, or something like that, I would release more vlogs. But even me and Sammy were talking about this this past week. It's like, I don't think people enjoy watching wrestling through vlogs anymore. You know, you see BTEs kind of going away and now change it to the, being the dark order. Uh, you know, not many vlogs are, there are people still posting them. I just don't know if they're, people are enjoying watching vlogs. I think people, YouTube has gotten tired of vlog content at the moment. Um, but I definitely, if I was rich enough to hire my own editor, because that's, this, that's the shit I hate. I hate editing. Yep. And so if I had, someone volunteered to edit for me until we made some money, then I would absolutely do it. More of it. I, I do enjoy doing the bits though. I feel like I'm my own producer. Like, Oh, here's some clickbait for you. Alan's not going to like this. Alan angels message, the vlog crew group chat asking for names for a TV show or talk show on, on, on TNA. And your boy came up with the sound check. Oh, came up with the name, the sound check. So that's on me. That's my credit right there. Thank um, you. Still can't get a job over there, uh, but I, uh, <laughs> I know. But I, now that's just a good little job. I've always been very good at producing skits, doing that. I'm a very creative individual, and that's something that people didn't see. And you know, anytime Sammy has got interviewed about that or about me, he's always made sure to say that, "Hey, man, Fuego was an idea guy. He comes up with a lot of ideas and funny moments and and good storytelling beats and things of that nature, which uh, I think will lend to." Uh, my expert that expertise will be great later on in my career once I'm done wrestling and being able to do more backstage things in a creative role. I can absolutely see myself there. Well, I know they're going through changes right now, but have you had any talks with TNA previously or in the uh, uh or more recently? I talked to Scott Demore a little bit and he was like, Hey, Tommy Dreamer, Gail Kim, they're 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 talent relations, they're the people you should talk to, and I got Tommy's number. And he's definitely told me he's kept me in mind. But at the moment, uh, there's been nothing for sure. And then I've also been in touch with William Regal on the other side. And, uh, and William Regal has had some really nice things to say about me. And uh, hopefully we'll be doing something of the nature there soon. Praise Fuego on TNA post shows moving forward. <laughs> Appreciate that. Appreciate that. We will do that. We play a little game here before we let you go. It's called Partner Promo or Punch in the Face. I'm going to give you three mm. names, and you're going to pick which one you want to partner with in a tag team match, which one you want to do a promo with, and which one you want to have a singles match by punching them in the face. Are you ready for this, Fuego? So just uh, one, three names, kind of like F, Mary Kill, you basically. Bet. Promo, <laughs> partner, punch. Okay, I got you. There we go. Cody Rhodes, Fuego 2, Stardust. Fuego oh, my promo God. In the face. <laughs> I got a partner with Fuego too, of course. 
Um, and then, yeah, and then let me promo with Cody, and then I'll punch Stardust in the face. I feel wow. like Cody Cody is a uh, is a phenomenal promo. And the way he goes about promos and thinks of promos and, and the direction, like when you get a Cody promo, you never, or a face-to-face, like him and Punk a few weeks back before the Rumble. It's just like you never know the direction they're going to go. And I think that's what captivates me and keeps me interested in a in a Cody promo is because he has a way of holding it, of bringing you in close and holding you there and keeping you uh, listening to his every word. And that would be a fun one. And then I I like people need to go back and watch Fuego versus Serpentico on AEW Dark because it looked like it was going to start off and be, you know, this fun little comedy thing. And then he hit me with a pile driver on the apron and we're doing all this wild stuff. And I think that's exactly what a Stardust match would be. It seemed like it's going to be comedy. And then we go balls out and go crazy and do some wild things. Uh, So I, I feel like that justifies my answer. I like the idea, especially because you and Fuego too. If you're gonna do a promo with Cody Rhodes, Fuego too would probably want to get more reps in the ring. I get it. This is this all makes Absolutely. sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. Coming together. Fuego, thank you so much for your time this morning. Again, tonight for the GCW championship, it's gonna be Fuego del Sol challenging the champion Blake Christian. GCW's Touch the Sky Live in Dallas. It's 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central. Uh Fuego, put over everything else you got going on, please. Um, yeah, I I I'm all over the place, right? You follow me on social medias, you'll see my schedule. Uh, I'm coming to a town near you soon, pretty much. Uh, I'll be at WrestleCon and WrestleMania weekend. Definitely come to the table, say hello, get you a picture, an autograph, shake my hand. It'll be a good time. Um, And I, uh, yeah, I got a YouTube channel that I upload occasionally at. I got a Twitch channel that I stream pretty weekly at. uh, And... Just follow my Instagram and my tw- and my Twitter. Those are the best two places to keep up with Fuego Del Sol. Thank you, Fuego. We appreciate you joining us this morning. Yeah. Thank you. Y'all Good have luck a nice tonight. Day. Beat Blake Christian. Please. Hell do. yeah, that's the goal, baby. <laughs> tell and tell Cole Roderick we said hi. We do love him. Oh, I like definitely trying will. to get definitely. trying to get mean things said about him. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, man. So there we go, Fuego Del Sol. That was a that was. You know what? I'm gonna say it. That may be one of my favorite interviews we've done on this show. Yeah, because it's Barry Cole Radrick. Anybody who buries Cole is always great. Not that hard to do. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently it is for Fuego. But no, that was, you know what? That was a lot of fun. It was, uh, pull the curtain back. We actually expected Fuego at 11. And yeah. <laughs> while Andrew Zarian was on, I was just like, what the fuck? Why is he? What is yeah, he, po- he popped up. Hey, I sent I sent him the link early, um, as I try to do. Like, hey, here you go. Here's the the way to to join us. At, at the time, you know, we said we would we would talk, and then Zarian was on, and like five minutes into Zarian being here, we saw Fuego pop up backstage. Joel messages me, and just like, "Play, you said Fuego at 11. I was like, "Well, me too." <laughs> and is there we were gonna make him wait for 45 minutes or anything? So we're just like, "Well, we should have." No, that that would be very <laughs> that would be dickish. I know. <laughs> Yeah, that would be very mean of us. So I was like, no, let's see. Zarian had his show to do at 1030 anyway. So we knew we only were going to get limited time with him. So like, let's let Zarian go on, prepare. Let's have Fuego on. We'll have a little extra time with him in that case. And we'll, we'll get to it. Now, Fuego, I knew he'd be a lot of fun. I met him at WrestleCade. I don't think he actually like remembered me or anything like that. Uh, but I was you know, hanging out with Sean and he talked with Sean for, for a little bit. 
he seems like a very nice guy. I was there. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't bring this up in the interview, but I was at the uh, first rampage when he got signed after the, the match with Miro oh. and yeah, he, he stayed in the ring and I was like, what's happening here. And then you see like Sammy come out and everything and he got signed. So yeah, I was at that rampage when he, he got signed. One of the, one again, I think one of the reasons why I like this interview so much is because it touches on a lot of the things that you and I talk about regularly when it comes to just wrestling fandom and the way people kind of interact with, with wrestling and wrestlers. And like, I was I like, I'm kind of serious. Like I want someone to clip that, you know, they have a group chat. It's Cody and Sammy and Fuego. And it's like, here, here's an independent guy who got his, his start in a, well, who got, who got his like mainstream start in AEW with Fuego. You've got Sammy Guevara, who's a contracted AEW wrestler. And you've got Cody Rhodes, who was a former, you know, VP of AEW now about to embark giant on a giant loser in WWE, depending <laughs> who you ask, about to embark on another <laughs> giant WrestleMania tour main event and all that stuff. Uh, you know, can't can't get to uh can't get to, to Perth, Australia on time. I assume he was on the boat with the him. pirates got him. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing I said was, oh no, was he on the pirate boat? How do you think an interaction with like Cody and, and Jack Sparrow? Go. So someone's saying that Zarian's been on the show too often. You know what? That's too bad. <laughs> he's he's one of ours now. He's gonna so be he here has. every week. He's he gonna be does. here every week. Yeah, he just he, I, you know, when he when he broke that news yesterday, uh he was he was just like he, he broke it and I do the story and I messaged him so like I wanted to bill him from in the weeds, but like I I don't want anybody associated with this show who doesn't want to be associated with this show i was like hey you cool like if i put like up in the weeds like, yeah of course so i was like all right cool and then i saw you picked up on it i was like yeah i asked for permission again i don't want if zarian does not want to be associated with this show i get it i totally get it um so i was like yeah you know but i appreciate we appreciate andrew zarian he's fantastic of course. you know what he's he said it on the show he not only he enjoys being here and we enjoy having him but also like we're all friends we're, we're we all talk about the stuff together on and off the air we text we have dms we you know he he knew about our moose uh interactions our conversations wow. you know he he knows about what's going on in our worlds so uh so there it is there we go the um we, we have explanations to the pirates <laughs> we need more on these pirates by the way like this is this is the real story you want to do some journalistic work sean ross Sapp? get an interview with these pirates i'm sure these pirates are the baby faces in the story because they were looking to commandeer the the elimination chamber to build it because they know it's a house-like structure and the places where they're from maybe it's an impoverished area and they thought this could be our new area in which people could live and you know maybe it was a new area for them to to, to congregate maybe it was going to be the new church the church of chamber are these are these pirates on twitter can i invite them on this show pirates of the suez canal on twitter could you imagine <laughs> The Pirates should be an Elimination Chamber team or a Survivor Series team. Put the Pirates in the Elimination Chamber. One by one, they'll fight it out to see who's the captain now. Who's, I mean, like the, the most the most famous Pirates is... is uh, oh, I already tweeted this at like 6 o'clock this morning. Blackbeard's going to win the Men's Chamber Blackbeard. and Annie Brody's going to win the Women's Chamber. I, I got way ahead of the Pirate game. <laughs> And of course, because I tweeted it at like, when did I do this? Like seven o'clock in the morning. 
uh, of course, like two people picked up on it. <laughs> I, I need like patchy on on this show. It's a SpongeBob reference, Joel. Need to need to get like patchy or the ghost of Davy Jones on on here. But like that's who we that's who we need. Can we get patchy on this show? Cody should absolutely show up with a hook. <laughs> Do the whole Grayson Waller effect dressed as a pirate. Someone. Oh, my God. Our truth is going to dress like a pirate. <laughs> now, our truth is in Austria. He he went to the wrong place. You forgot. Yeah, oh. he went to the wrong. He's in Austria. Poor guy. Wow. Gunter is like punching walls right now that he can't go home. <laughs> but meanwhile, meanwhile, our truth can go. He's just like Gunter just texted our truth. being like, bring me back some food, some Bavarian cream donuts. And our truth is like, all right, big dog. <laughs> I'm inviting at Suez Canal Pirates to come on the show. <laughs> Wait, is this an actual thing? I don't know. I'm just gonna try it. Oh, just uh, try it. our our own Anna is is doing interviews for Fightful. Uh, she did them earlier today uh, in Australia in Perth for the the event. So those are going up soon. There's there's, there's going to be articles galore and content galore coming out of that uh and and of course our pal josh robinson he was there some of his stuff has already been picked up and you know talked about on on fightful and beyond uh so i just want to shout them out because you'll see a lot of stuff from them and i'm sure others but those are our pals so we is josh coming on our show on monday i saw him in the chat this is an official invite josh so i i invited josh pull the curtain back again because this is what we do i invited josh but because of the time changes it's a little wonky I invited him now, but I think he's actually falling asleep. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, maybe. You should. It's, it's, it's like 4 a.m. there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's very so, early. It's very I would, lo- by the way, I would love to get Tom Kenny on this show. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Joel would have nothing to add to any. I, I do my research. I always do. Man, man, be great. Pirates, man. I just thought Michael Cole was paying homage to Jesse Jane. I mean. <laughs> That that won a lot of awards. It did. That yeah. was a million dollar budget. That was like big budget 
that, to, and, and you know what? It's one of those movies where like you watch the whole thing through. Yeah. You had to take a bunch of breaks in the middle, but like, you, you know, you, you watch the whole thing. Through. What a sad movie. You had to, not a lot of Kleenex is used for that movie. Yeah, no. Very sad film. 2005 was one hell of a year. <laughs> uh, I did. Don't, if you're at work, don't, don't, don't. <laughs> probably tell people now <laughs> people getting fired so just don't uh <laughs> yeah I, I see you chat you bunch of degenerates <laughs> oh god <laughs> now i don't want to talk about anything else what it's a sad movie everybody it's a sad it movie. is yeah. jeff Fowley driver understands it was a stroke of genius for some it was several strokes of genius they made a sequel of that, didn't they? It was bad. You can't, sequels are rarely good. Come on. By the way, let's because sequels to Rocky is what I'm thinking of right now. Can we talk about this WrestleVotes tweet talking about the uh, potential of, of Sylvester Stallone getting involved? And, and you and I, how we've talked about that for weeks and weeks and weeks. And it was always Sly Stallone and Kevin Hart. If this happens, we're taking, we're taking credit for it. None of this WrestleVotes nonsense. Are we taking credit for it? That's fine. Sure. Yeah, no, if, if it happens. If it doesn't happen, then we never talk about it. That's kind of how it goes. <laughs> right? The wife is messaging me. What movie? How it's do like, I? No, no, no. This, <laughs> cinema. this was cinema. It was a dark cinema where you, you just had to be there. But watch out on the floors. <laughs> <laughs> oh bless my lovely wife she's <laughs> she's uh she's out of loop on this one she's out of loop that's fine let's let that let's let that happen back to, dark <laughs> back to the future 2 was better than one that's my hot take for the day i think it's a hot take <laughs> it's actually pretty honest and true Oh my goodness. Anyway, hey, by the way, if you haven't already, uh, leave a thumbs up on the video. We're almost an hour in and I haven't had the chance to do that. Thumbs up, point to the sign. It's WrestleMania season. And of course, Fightful Overbook, subscribe to the channel. There are a lot of you who watch this video and you're not subscribed. Please subscribe because there is so much content that goes out, not just from us, but coexisting with Rob and Maggie's later on today. Uh, indeed, with Reg and Mike and, and various co-hosts and guests that come and join them. Uh, they they drop episodes every week. Uh, and we, we've got a lot of stuff coming as well, which is great. I have an interview that's going to be coming out in the next uh, week or so. We'll talk about it a little bit later, but uh, there's that. And and I think uh, we have some new shows coming very soon to Fightful Overbooked. So, do we? I don't know about any of this stuff. I, they reached out to you directly, not me. So, I that your cover is blown. I'm sorry. And by the way, super chats, any amount, get your question statement read on the air. And we always appreciate your support. Uh, it could be pirate puns. I don't care at this point. Just give me your money, is what I'm saying in the interest of piracy. I filled my wife in on. I'm glad you finished that. Session. What? What? This ordeal is all about. Good luck. Look forward to her reaction. <laughs> I'm sure it won't be a good one. Oh, your next movie night is going to be weird. I try to get her to, to to watch the Fast films, Fast Fridays. Those are the only movies that I watch. Is Fast Fridays. Fridays and fast. No, no, just that's that's what it's called. Like you know, fat 
Fast Fridays. We need to watch all the, the Fast and Furious films. And she won't do it. Understandable. Is it? Yeah, kind of. Why? Drop my pen. Uh, you know, because they're 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 okay movies, but you know, she wants to watch like she wants to watch. She put on like Gross Point Blank. I never heard of this film. That's a good movie. Mm, Office Space. That's what that's what she put on last week. Office that's a great Space. movie. That's a great movie. I've never seen it. I watched. I I like was partially watching it when she put it on, but like I didn't get it. Hmm. Wasn't so about out. wasn't about family, so like <laughs> so you're out. Yeah, Pirates is about family, so maybe you should watch that. Pirates was about family. Anyway, <laughs> shall we? Should we? What do you want? What should we talk about? See, everyone. Not we're talking about movies. Let's just, just keep talking about movies. Let's talk about nothing. None of of the actual alleged topics that we need to actually talk about. I mean, listen, Ryan Sullivan saying you watch Super Troopers lately. At least that's a good movie. Red Meow. Yeah, that's a good bit from Super Troopers. Well, the second one wasn't my favorite, but the first one, listen, in the in the court of like things you can say today, half of it's out. But if you just watch the, the movie and just like, I'm not really that person, but it's funny in the moment, I'll take it. Red Meow. Ryan has a super chat. <laughs> Ryan's in super chat that says, just showing my usual support and love for y'all. At least Pirate Paul Burchill steals his money like he did with the chamber. Man, um, remember he came back for like two two episodes of NWA Power. Uh, power. Wow, Pirate Power. <laughs> maybe the maybe the pirates are actually NWA stars. Maybe. Maybe. maybe they were. The boat is commandeered by Top Dollar because He's everywhere, after all. Everywhere except doing a rap battle against me where he's going to lose. Cowards. I'll drop a pirate bar on top dollar. Be over. Oh, that's true. But then he'd probably, oh. you know, steal it. That? that Kevin Bruno says a super chat as well, saying oh. Dustin Hoffman is Captain Hook to do the Elimination Chamber opening promo video. That is making lemons or lemonade out of lemons. It had to get, they'd have to work quick on that. I'm sure they could. Dustin Hoffman's not dead. Could we get Dustin Hoffman on this show? I've, listen, there are a lot of people we can get on this show. I don't think we're Mark Marin levels of uh, getting guests just yet. You Though never we know. Did try, we did try to get Mark Marin and specifically the producer. They were not uh, available for us. You, you never know if they, they might join us. Like All you can do is ask. That's all you can do. Just ask. Yeah. Well, yeah. I did ask, and people just say no. Nobody likes me. Yeah, well, I mean, that's fair. Why can't you be nicer? <sighs> now I'm sad. Nah. All right, well, I'm over it. <laughs> uh, at the very beginning of the show, I, I got to say this. So Jeff Alley Driver actually said that he loves the thumbnail. <laughs> you want to tell him the great ideas that I had for the thumbnail? Let's uh, let's pull up. I inspired the- this thumbnail, by the way, everybody. In some ways. Joel- Joel did, Joel put it all together. He did the great work on it, but I did inspire this thumbnail. I was at a uh, a loss for ideas because my my night got completely flipped, turned upside down. Thank you, Will. And uh, I wasn't sure how to. I wasn't sure what to do. I had to do TNA post show and all that stuff, and watch TNA at eight thirty. And I had a couple hours before to put together the thumbnail. And I was like, "What are we going to talk about?" So I said to Jeremy, "I'm uh, taking taking thoughts on thumbnail." 
And these were the replies. Mercedes with the pepper shaker. Yeah. That one I liked, and I immediately got it. And I said, does it have to be a man pepper shaker? And he says, yes, a pepper shaker of a man. And then it was, Mer- and I said, oh, I was looking for photos of, of uh, Jen Peppermint. Ones that like were being used by everyone already. And then it was Mercedes holding an Emmy. And then I said, hold on, figured it out. Now the magic begins. And the magic is the one you see now where I have three people wearing sunglasses with the deal with it type of style on their face. And uh, they're all basically just excited for what's good to come in AEW. Yeah. I, I, I like the Mercedes with a pepper shaker suggestion, but it inspired this great thumbnail. It the, did. So. I, I wanted the deal with it type of feel to this thing. So I did it. And now Mercedes Monet's personal favorite writer, Brian Gewirtz style writer. She's going to be on the bus with Mercedes. I'm sure Mercedes' deal includes a bus, just like everyone else in wrestling. Jen Pepperman's going to ride the bus with Mercedes Monet, write all of her stuff. If Mercedes were to, I don't know, maybe she go, goes back to school and she's got a, a book report due. Then Jen Pepperman's going to write the, the book report. Uh, this is this is Jen Pepperman. She is the new VP of was it creative creative content like content. creative content something like that yeah creative content i'll pull up the actual press release but you know what why is this a big deal several reasons why one the one we just mentioned that there is a connection to mercedes monet the other one being that you know there are few women in wrestling period behind the scenes and Jen was one who was a popular voice in a in, in WWE at the time, uh, except for when she brought her Emmy to a, a meeting. Bro, that rolled. That rule. By the way, like... for those who don't know the story, Jen had won an Emmy. She came to work the next day or week or whatever, and she plops the Emmy on the table in a WWE meeting. It was basically like, "This is mine. Where are yours?" And she got she got heat for it for some reason i don't know why <laughs> but because yeah, because falls they out. Can't win one of them i can't so they were mad about that you think she put it on the desk and said for your consideration <laughs> I she did i hope she didn't even just say anything just walked in there with it set it down and it's just like so what's sasha doing today and then just moved on with it and then she just got heat over that a bunch of I want to be mean to the writers in the room. I'm going to be mean to these writers in the room. I don't know. I'm sure some of them are very nice. Uh, you know, we've had we've had former writers on on our show, so like gave us some good scoops too. Yeah, and said nice things about Jim Pepperman as well. That is um, true. Yeah, you know, and that it was around the time that that lawsuit came out, which was dropped. Um, that didn't say flattering things about Jen Pepperman and, and um, def- defended Jen. Uh, so anyway, uh, <laughs> so she puts this, puts, puts the Emmy down. Like, yeah, I'm going to say mean things about the shit in the room because it's a bunch of men, right? For the most part, it's a bunch of men in this room, right? Yep. yep. Bunch of pussies for just being like this woman putting her Emmy down here and rubbing it in our faces get over yourselves like be be happy for her you know like that's a great it's a great flex be be happy for be like you know what maybe we should maybe we should take notes from her you want this is what they want they want emmy winning soap opera winners you got one like maybe take some notes gentlemen 
Oh man, you know what? But, sure Dave, were... Dave Schilling was the writer, by the way. I, I, I didn't say his name, and like now I feel bad because I'm like that that writer guy, Dave Schilling. Yeah, uh, it, he he gave us a, a great interview back in the early days of our program. Uh, yeah, I'm sure that there were several people in that room who were actually excited and happy. Um, but it's just it's just so funny that people are just so so little dick energy about this stuff. But Jen Pepperman comes into AEW. I'm actually going to bring up something Why Solable said. Uh, Tony built a small women's creative power team with Sarah Stock, Jen Pepperman, and Madison Rain all in the back. And Dustin's been great with the women as well. And I'm going to add one more name to the pile that you've got to think about, and that's Will Washington. Will has been someone who, prior to his AEW, uh, to, to his move to AEW, was very often touting women's wrestling and the women in AEW who deserved a lot more so i'm gonna add will to that uh and i would not be surprised to hear that he's uh, a little more hands-on with, with the women's divisions you know output lately as well uh and of course the talent is the talent so it's really good um i'm again i'm i'm happy to see that it's it's well it's taken some time we're starting to see the aw women's division grow and hopefully flourish a little bit further uh and this is a good hire this is a great hire i'll tell you my only concern i hope as i'm wrong a, as an AEW hater please as an AEW hater yeah because i always gotta you know i gotta go back to my roots of course yeah. uh and i hope that jen isn't just in the room for mercedes and i'm not saying that that's gonna happen but brian gewertz writes for the rock exclusively now i'm hoping that brian gewertz is writing also for the general you know wrestlemania storyline between Cody, Roman, Rock, and Seth, and that all four voices are included. With Jen, if she's going to be writing beyond just Mercedes, and the role she has basically says that she should be and would be, my hope is that this is a voice that brings, the, you know, that, that gets used in the entire women's division, or even just the entire wrestling division, because I don't care. It, it, gender non-specific. She's a good writer. She's a good creator. I want to, I want to hope that whatever she does is full AEW and not just singular focus on one person to start very well could be and that's fine you go with the person you know and the person you understand but then as you get to know the characters and work with them more you kind of branch out from there so that's kind of where my brain was at first it's like this is great i hope that it expands to the full roster and has a lot of potential i think she will be helpful to others beyond mercedes my not like this is bad type of thing i'm very curious and interested as to how this it, it, it works with a writer like this because aw they got producers they got creative teams they got like agents and everything right but for the most part when it comes to promos they're kind of left to their own devices and some people like that some people don't like that they want a little bit more structure like they don't have 50 writers like WWE does. This is the kind of first step. I'm not saying they're going to hire 50 writers. Don't get me wrong. But this is the first like step into getting an, a literal daytime Emmy winning writer on the team. And what, what does that mean for just the, the creative look in AEW in that way? Like going to somebody and in writing promos for them or giving them some type of creative direction. I still assume everything just stops with Tony. And if Tony doesn't like it, he's going to 
kibosh it or he's gonna do what he thinks is right there um but so i i have the uh i have the press release i'm not gonna read every single line but just to give you an idea they say uh peppermint will work alongside ceo and head of creative tony khan in the development of content for dynamite live on tbs rampage on tnt and aw collision on T- tnt and then the the quote from Tony Khan is adding Jennifer Peppermint's brilliant mind to the AEW team opens the door for exciting new ideas and will help us build upon the incredible stories currently developing on the road to AEW revolution across our three weekly shows uh, and the effects of Jennifer's arrival in AEW will be felt for many years in the future. We're thrilled to welcome her today and I look forward to her creativity and collaboration with our team across the board and what will be AEW's biggest year yet and beyond. So again, it sounds like the hope is she works directly with Tony. She hopefully does tighten a few things up that maybe goes by the wayside when you're someone like Tony Khan, who is wearing multiple hats at the same time in AEW. Uh, while the buck may start with stop with him, at least there's someone in the room now who could be that why figure that we talk about. And if she becomes that figure, we might see a lot more cohesive uh, storytelling in the cards for AEW Dynamite and, and Collision and Rampage, just AEW programming in general. And some of it we did see on Dynamite, and we're going to talk about Dynamite, some some hits and some misses. And I think, honestly, the more time I've spent um, re-watching pieces of Dynamite, the more I've enjoyed it. Because watching it live, I was kind of like, mm, not sure. But I've come to actually enjoy this past week's episode of Dynamite. We'll talk about it in a minute. But uh, this is a good hire. This is a positive move forward for AEW. I, I think they, yeah, we talked about having the the why in the room. And I don't know if that's going to be her, but I've always said they needed somebody or a couple people who would do that. I don't think it's a bad thing that they're adding more people to the creative team. I think if you have more voices, that can be good. The problem is when you have too many voices. And I think that's a something WWE struggled with over the years. Is like they had too many voices and then none of it mattered anyway because everything just got tore up based on the the whims of Vince. Um, I I think Tony is, is certainly doesn't seem like he's doing it anything to that extent. I think Tony wants to tell good stories. I think some stuff just gets lost. Some stuff obviously just happens that, that changes it. But I think just having more of those just voices in there to help with a large roster is a, is a good thing. So I think Peppermint is going to be a good hire. Again, I'm just curious from it of like, Everybody else has been not to saying Peppermint's like not a wrestling mind. She's been in WWE, but like she comes from the the soap opera background. Like you know, Will Washington wrestling, like wrestling, just like encyclopedia out here. Brian Danielson wrestler, like a uh, Dean Malenko, all the agents and producers and stuff. There are for the most part a lot of former wrestlers and everything. Like the people on that creative side of thing when QT Marshall was there. Like again. Tony Schiavone, these people all in wrestling, lifelong wrestling. Peppermint in wrestling for a little while, but comes from the the soap opera background, the WWE background as well, where they, you know, did things a certain way. I'm just curious as to what this all looks like and what it means moving forward. Do do they start to go with more sort of like overall writers? I don't know. I don't think so. Uh, I don't think Tony really wants to run it like that, but this is a step in that way. Not a giant step. It's one person, but it's still a step. Yeah. We have to be cognizant of the fact that adding someone to your roster doesn't 
especially backstage, make the biggest difference in the world. Remember, <clears throat> excuse me, when Mike Mansuri was was hired, everyone was expecting like, oh, we're going to see huge changes across the board in production immediately. And no, they've been incremental and they, they've changed the look of AEW, but they haven't revolutionized anything as some people were kind of expecting because sometimes we get into this whole like one person is going to change the entire culture. And that's not what we're expecting or what we need here. But if this is someone extra in the room who's outside of wrestling and can have that, you know, that pushback of experience and that pushback of non-wrestling experience, then that's a positive step. That gets people thinking differently as long as the culture does kind of shift to accepting that conversation because sometimes it gets shut right down and you just become miserable. And I hope that that's not the case. But unfortunately, that does exist as well. Mercedes is going to come out for a big promo at uh, Big Business. Talk about, you know, uh, she's the the blueprint. She prints money. She's the CEO. She's Mercedes Monet. And she is here to stay. And then Britt Baker is going to come out and be like, fine speech. Next time. Sorry. (laughs) Next time. Have your writer write something better for him. I rewatched, I rewatched John Cena calling out the rock for having his notes on his wrist. Fucking great. So, so good. I get why rock was like mad about it. Don't care. Just amazing. Amazing on so many levels. One that like rock would do it in the first place. Cause you wouldn't think the rock of all people needs like notes on his wrist and then Cena just like pointing it out be like good you got those notes on your wrist like next time don't write your promo on your wrist rock just the shift from like pacing around the ring to like immediately getting up in Cena's face after that so so good oh bless John Cena that was a moment I mean, that was, that was an unexpected moment yeah he's still sucks for his Vince McMahon comments but bless him for that promo yeah let's leave it at that um this is so uh, this is kind of the 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 funny thing about the hiring of Jen Pepperman when you when you bring it into the Mercedes money conversation when in WWE was she known as a good promo Oh, I'm not getting the stands mad at me. Well, nope. nope. Maybe we'll call Mercedes is one of the best promos I've ever heard, Joel. I don't know what you're talking about. Right? But but like, come on, man. We put over the ring the ring work absolutely. She's a very good wrestler. I just I and, and I'm saying WWE specifically because this is where the connection is. It's not from her New Japan days, but like, what? She wasn't known as like the promo person in WWE. So I, I do kind of wonder like how much, what are we, what are we expecting out of this? That's all. I think Mercedes was one of the best promos in WWE. Sasha Banks, fantastic promo all the time. And by the way, people are pointing out like, was it, was it Mercedes? Was it the writers? Like you've got multiple people writing for that person. So I get that. I'm just pointing. Like I'm, I'm just saying. You know what, crew? I don't care. I don't. She was great. She did not overly rely on cliches and catchphrases 
to to build things. She's so this is why more people need to be like Wade Keller, who's just offline tremendously. So using blog talk radio to to do his post shows. He's like, you know what? If you want to say it, you say it to my face. We say it on the you say it by calling the phone number and saying it. Good for her. Good for him. Good for everyone. Do it on blog talk radio. That's why I do it on this show. Let him let him clip me and be weird about it. But uh again, good hire. Excited for Mercedes. Hopefully the promos are good given this the situation. I'm not not saying anything. I think Mercedes is great. Howard. I think her promos are great. Just lock the account and say whatever you want. I think I think she's gonna she's gonna do big business in Boston. In Boston, sorry. Tony pops himself so much. He's like, it's gonna be a tremendous show in Boston. Yeah, he's really, and really, he's, really throwing it under the bus. Aren't he's you? like, he's like Barry Horowitzing himself in his mind. Just you know, he's giving himself like the giant pat on the back after he says it. He's he's, like, he's called Barry for a one in. Uh, Here, you want a payday, Barry? Come here. I need you to pat me on the back. I pat myself on the back. Now, nah, now you pat me on the back. Here's a hundred thousand dollars. Just he's gonna. Bless, bless him for when he drops that Boston one. He's so proud of himself. I don't blame him. I don't blame him. That would be oh, too. The Monet minions are going to come and grab my die coat. Yeah, man. They're going to come after you. We got a uh, we got a super chat earlier from Kaiju Thunder, who, by the way, said some very nice things on on X earlier. We hope you're doing well. We do appreciate your kind words, and we're glad you're here. So, as a huge fan of the last fast of the Fast and Furious franchise, hell yeah, I would like for pirates to be included in all future sequels and spinoffs. I would like you to host this show with me instead of Joel Pearl. Why? No, don't do that. I mean, Jason Momoa is like almost playing a pirate at this point. Batman. Jason oh. Momoa and Evan Stone? Wow, that's one Jason, hell of a deal. Evan Stone, legend. Jason Momoa. Like, Turn off your Google machine. In Fast 10, man. If you're Rule. at work, do not Google any of these names. Jason Momoa's fine. Don't Google the other ones. Jesse Jane, don't. She's, she's gone. Legend. <laughs> legend. Legend Evan Stone. I got a friend. No. Who, no. who works in the business. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the yeah. yeah. The rest. He of would the- send me, he would send me care packages. <laughs> like after like a breakup or something. Like he's like, I got something for you, and he would just like, I'd get like ten of these things. I think pirates might have been one of them. Oh, 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 that okay. I thought it was gonna send something else. Well, I mean, you know, but like. Just were there, were there lights? I had them. Did anyone ever send the, you the lights? The, the, what? The, did anyone ever send you the light? The light that uh, was 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 flesh colored? No, no, no. no? Okay. It was largely a, the, the media variety. Ah, uh, gotcha. Okay, gotcha. I forgot one time, like I left these things in my trunk, and like I don't remember where I took my car. But it's like over to my trunk, and here's like twenty DVDs. <laughs> just <laughs> it's the idea of actually owning the physical media that yeah. just makes it even strange well this was at a time when physical media like still existed and everything you know now it's not like you know now knowing it's all online it was still online then but like it was a little bit more prevalent to have like a dvd of this stuff 
this is the first show where when we inevitably get golden dollar signed, I will say, yes, we deserved it. <laughs> nah, not this one. I played a clip, by the way. I played the Mac and Me clip on Spotlight last night, and I'm pretty sure I got us demonetized for that. <laughs> well, first of all, have you checked the channel since yesterday night? Yeah, I didn't turn monetization on. So, no, like, you didn't. <laughs> so, I probably won't get demonetized because I just didn't turn it on. Well, you didn't. <laughs> no, I mean, it's on. I don't know if it's been capped or not, but it's is on. it? Oh, okay. All right. Okay, we'll take a look. I'm sure no one's going to care. It's it's macking me. No one gives a damn. Yeah, but it's over eight seconds. Or it's seven seconds, me. however. I mean, I agree. I agree. Listen, if it's, if it's going to make everyone feel better on the internet, let's go check this out right now. I'm going to go to YouTube. I'm also going to open up my child's daycare app. What are we checking? We're checking to see if we if we made it through the night with that uh, with monetization on. Oh. Yeah, this is important. Okay. Should yeah. we play the Mac and Me clip on this show? No, absolutely not. Why not? Because we've done enough stuff. Uh, I don't see anything here. Okay. Well, maybe, maybe I'm safe. Yeah, no. It's, it's All right. Good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's been long enough. Look at us. Tremendous clip. It is great. Well, I, I was listening to the show. Uh, and that I, movie's I, insane. I I've never seen that movie. I've just seen that clip a million times. Uh, but the the wife was telling me about the movie and like, no, I won't spoil it for people, even though it's like 20 years, 30 years old at this point, because like I don't feel this should be spoiled. I feel like this is a film that you just have to watch. Like you you just got to watch it unspoiled and just em- embrace the insaneness of it. It's a very good movie. Just go watch it. Do you think they made a... <laughs> Didn't they make a Mac and Me sequel? I was talking about I know you're where you're going for <laughs> I know. Do you think we could do like? Can we do that? Not like a star. Can we like produce it? Yeah, I mean, we could do anything if we really put our minds to it. Guys, let's let's raise enough money. Jesus Christ! To make a Mac and me. Uh, uh, we can't say the word. I'm trying to use the word so I don't get us demonetized. Norp. Mac and me X. (laughs) Mac and me X. Yeah. Yes. Let's raise enough money for this. And we will absolutely call it Big Mac and Me. Big Mac and Me. <laughs> and Mc, we'll get McDonald's mad. We'll get everyone else angry. Let's go. There we go. Corn is also another option we have. Not the band. Like Norp. Let's go with Norp. I'll just call it Prawn. No, no, no. Because everyone uses that. Norp. That's fine. Use the one that no, is no. commonly used. Everyone will get it, though. Everyone will get it. Oh, apparently there was a sequel to Mac and Me, but it was canceled. Okay, well, send in your super chat so we can make the real sequel to Mac and Me. Sounds awful. <laughs> we can get Paul Rudd to make a cameo. Who's going to make a cameo? Oh, oh, Paul Rudd. Could you imagine? Could you fantastic. imagine if we got him? What if he, like, introduces it, though? Like, that's that's his cameo. Like, he starts it. It's like The He's, Rock in the beginning of yes, our Yes, yes, exactly. He starts the film. He's like, well, guys, you know, I, I'm proud to be here to introduce this clip from my new movie. It's like, everybody, please get, thank you. Please in, enjoy Big Mac and me. And then, like, the film starts. The anonymous ITW general manager just messaged me saying, stop this, man. 
what I do? I don't know if she's saying stop this man or if she's saying stop this man. <laughs> we need Mac, Mac in me. Oh, Mac in oh, me. Oh, Mac. <laughs> Shout out. Good job, Paul Jarrah finishing. That is it. <laughs> Uh, who's gonna play me uh, it's not important anyone can do it <laughs> Ryan Sullivan we should get the the girl who just got broken up with by the hot ones host oh no that's we should right. get her she's gonna she's gonna make bank on that oh my goodness Biff for Big Mac. yeah send in your super chats for for Mac and me <laughs> we are gonna... <laughs> we are, we'll, we'll do it we make enough money Listen, tranquilizer darts be damned. We will make this movie. Nah, this is my new goal of the hour. <laughs> I know I can get Tim to be a part of this too. Not as a not as a performer, but I know Tim would do work on it. I'll write the script for this, and you know it'll it'll be good. It'll be good. <laughs> so bad. Oh god! Yeah, look at the all the Ryan's are coming through here. The Ryan's are coming through. <laughs> Money for the Mac inside me, ITW sequel, which indie wrestlers are going to be in it. Oh, no. I don't want to ask any wrestlers to be in it. If they want to do Some... cameos, sure. If they want to perform, it's up to them. I'm not going to ask them to <laughs> no, do I'm going to ask them to perform. Well, you know, Hurricane Rana's. Oh. There'll be a wrestling scene because, of course, there has to be. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy's reaction when he gets it was <laughs> Oh God! Uh, get Melissa Stratton on in the weeds. Listen, if we had that poll and Melissa was a wrestling fan of any kind, let's go. She might be. We don't know. We don't know unless we ask. She we do ask these questions. We do, and we will. Um, <laughs> God, you saying give me producer credit? Everybody, everyone every, who donates. Yeah, everybody who donates gets a producer credit. Oh no, Louis Drew Mac inside me. <laughs> Oh, could you imagine if like we got Drew to do like a cameo? Oh, is that like no walks? We have to do a segment with Alex McCarthy and our Drew McInsider, and he's gonna have to explain this whole thing on camera. We get like a sit-down interview as part of this film with McCarthy and Drew McIntyre as he pitches this. And Drew McIntyre is just a Upsetly absurd at this. Well, we can work it in there somehow. Yeah, I'll write the script to this. I'll, I'll make sure all the, the the little pops are in there to go along with the big pops. I'll make sure it's all it's all in there. Everything. We want everyone. We want all, we want all pops to be recognized in this one, big and small. There will be pops. Roman Reigns, no pops will not be part of this film. Right. There will be pops. Oh my goodness! Popping everywhere. <laughs> Got you saying I'd like this to be a show where we don't talk about Elimination Chamber. Popping on backs, popping on faces, just popping all over the place. We're going to have to get Mason Mansoir back for this. Oh, 100%. Yeah, they'll be all for 100%. See, this is the thing. They'll they'll be there. They'll be there. What have we done? I broke your internet, so I got that going for me. (laughs) Jeremy just froze at the best possible time the Uh, wife threatened to cut my internet and i feel she did just so (laughs) she did and then you came back just in time (laughs) oh man what is what are we doing with this show what what am i doing with my life movies (laughs) we're making movies making what we are making movies everybody 
Oh my goodness. Ah, can't even make that, that, that comment anymore. Ah, that's, that's the most frustrating part. When you say we're making movies, I can't even, I can't even do the beyond the mat thing. Ah, making, making films, brother. We're making cinema. Yeah. Good cinema too. What the budget that pirates had. That was a million bucks. It's a lot of, that's a lot of cinema. That's a, that's a lot of money for, for, for pirates making pops. That's what it is. You're back. All right. Did we get more money for our film? No, not yet. People need to give us more money for our film. Can I pirate this movie? Yes, you can absolutely pirate this movie. It's going to be, it's going to, we'll put it on, I don't know what, what we could, we'll put it on OnlyFans. We'll put it on HD DVD. Are you familiar? Okay. Are you, this, this is, I'm going to tie it all together. Pirates came out on Two. HD DVD. Okay. Yeah. I remember that. That was a thing. That, so, so when Blu-ray and HD DVD were, were battling for media supremacy, this was a, um, th- th- this was a time when the, the way that the media would dominate or like the, the, ver- the, the version of media, the Blu-ray versus HD DVD, the winner was going to be dictated by one thing. And it's exactly the thing you and I are making allusions to right now, because that physical media was the one that was still being purchased the most. So they made a huge deal to bring pirates to HD DVD, not to Blu-ray and HD DVD still failed, but this was like their big chance, but Blu-ray still won out. So whatever we do, we got to actually put it on Blu-ray. And they both lost in the end, honestly. I mean, everyone lost to streaming and the internet. I get that. But at the time, it was, and, and that's the thing. Like the the adult world runs the content world because piracy is huge in that world, ginormous. Whatever you think you're, yeah. HD DVD was Betamax. That's what it was, and VHS won out. All right. Well, well, help help us get into this world by donating money. Listen, we already we already talk about pro wrestling, and that's a pretty seedy underbelly bullshit business as it is. Why not make the pivot to this next one? Mac and me, everybody. This Mac is what we want to make. Mac and me. Oh my goodness. No, no, rare beast. You're gonna have to. You're just gonna have to go backwards to fully understand the grasp of the conversation. Uh. We haven't cast it yet. All right. Well, let's let's raise the money first. Yeah, the money is gonna dictate the casting. Yeah, it's gonna be the difference between a, a Sean Ross Sapp and a. Lexington Steel. I don't think you really know a lot of actors here, Joel. It's, I, I have friends too, Jeremy. <laughs> Some have been on this show who work in that world. True, that's true. They 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 get it. It's true. Yeah. Oh my! I feel God. like they can help us. They probably could. Yeah, I feel like they can help our make our make our dreams come true here. Oh, hey, by the way, next week, the plan is to have a bunch of IWS stars on the show. Not after this conversation. <laughs> no, it's true. Although I feel like one of them, like Viviani, is probably going to be all for it. But we're looking forward to having a bunch of uh, of IWS wrestlers joining us because they've got a big 25th anniversary show. Uh, they've got a lot of really cool stuff coming up. So we're going to talk to them about that. Um, yeah, looking forward to the, those conversations as well. They're all in Montreal, which is great. 
<laughs> just got a message <laughs> that just says, is this your dream? It depends. Will you support it to the end? <laughs> what if it was? What if I just was like, you know what? This is my new dream. I want to make this film. Would you be supportive? I'm asking on hair. Would you be supportive of this? Do you think Paul Rudd? Or do I need to use this money to find a lawyer? <laughs> are we doing? Oh, listen, if we do a GoFundMe for this movie, maybe we'll ask Paul Rudd to kick in a few couple thousand dollars. We're going to do big budget. Paul Rudd would probably be all for this. He probably would. He'd probably be all for this. I do making money is the dream. Thank you very much. That's what we're here for. We gotta we gotta hit those million dollar budgets somehow, baby. Who needs to talk about wrestling? This is what our world can be. Oh, so and someone as I talk about IWS, I start getting messages from people in IWS. What are they doing watching this show? I don't know. They should stop. I hope not. I hope they're not really watching um, this show. No, it was times. <laughs> I, I believe this to be true, by the way. We just don't tell. We, we just don't tell Paul Rudd like what it is. We just tell Paul Rudd, Paul, we're going to make Mac and me. That's We just say it like that. Like Mac, Mac and me. me. Yeah. We're gonna make Mac and me. We're gonna we're gonna do a remake of it. Will you support this, Paul? And like he just throws his money behind it, and then once he actually sees it, he's probably very angry at us. But like if we have it made, I feel like we can get away with doing this. I feel like he's the type of guy who might ask for a treatment I, and a script. I don't know. Paul Rudd's got good plan. What's Paul Rudd care? He's got that Ant-Man money. Yeah. What's he care? Like, you know, Paul Rudd's a Mac at me. Sure. I don't need to see anything else. You sold me. I'm good. Let's go. We'll Do bring it to, to Conan. Uh, we'll put it on. I feel Conan's like he would support us. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let me, let me tweet Paul Rudd. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Dear Paul Rudd. He's on Twitter, right? I assume he is. Be kind of bad if he wasn't. I mean, I, I mean, kind of good if he wasn't. I don't know if he. Is. I don't know if he actually is. I don't. Oh, like come he on, he's on Twitter. I mean, if he is, like, he's, it's not showing up. Come on, yeah, it doesn't look like he is. You know who would support this? It's like the always sunny people. <laughs> oh yes, they would. Yeah. yeah, let's do that. Yeah, Paul Rudd's got money. He doesn't care. He's like, yeah, sure, go make this film. Somebody get me in contact with Paul Rudd. There's a fan source. Yeah, that's all I can find. What is this? Underscore Paul Rudd. This is not him. Uh, nah, nah yeah. it's, he's not there. He's not there. He's not on there. What? A, that's a very upsetting. What about his Instagram? He very much has to have Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, there Mac, you go. Mac is Mac. Oh, that'd be good. Mac is Mac. Paul Rudd underscore is his threads and uh instagram he's on threads well i mean if you're on instagram you're probably on threads is he posting on threads let's see it's friday 33 weeks ago or shall i say fry yeah yeah no he's gonna bankroll us no problem (laughs) (laughs) paul rudd doesn't care he's 
he's not worried about what's going on at this film. Just like, yeah, sure. I feel what so you guys want to do. I feel so bad for anyone who just walks into this show right now. Oh, they'll do that <laughs> in an hour and a half. Just go back, go back. It honestly, it starts from the beginning. Go on two x speed and just just catch up because that's Mac all you can do. And me, I would like to remake Mac and me. Please help. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing bad will come of this experience. I promise. Good lord. What are we talking about? I don't know. We had a really good interview with Fuego this morning, so that's nice. Makes the show a lot better when the interviews are good. Uh, Fuego showing up early just threw everything off. It did, but it was good stuff. Oh my god. If this was a main channel Monday episode, we would have been kicked off main channel Mondays. (laughs) Main channel Monday would have been canceled if we had a full-on two-hour conversation about this. I guess we could talk about Nemeth specifically winning a New Japan title. Wow. What? No one else won any titles in New Japan's beginning. Show? We're just going to ignore Show winning a title by countout? (laughs) Was it the Kings of Pro Wrestling provisional title? No, it was the WGP Junior title. Oh, did he actually? Yeah, spoiler alert. Wrestlers won titles overnight. By countout. By countout. It's fantastic. House of Torture nonsense. Oh, that's my favorite. Yeah. Oh. And then they had Shota lose to Evil because the one guy that's got to be protected in this company is Evil. So stupid. Well, he's everybody's favorite wrestler. Right? That one time? No one likes Trans Pandemic. People giving a shit about doing this spoiler stuff. I'm sorry. Not no, sorry. Evil versus Finley in the New Japan Cup final. Let's go. Nah, that sounds terrible. Don't You're do right. That. It's going to be Evil versus Matthew J. Riddle. The, the Nick Nimith match was, it was, it was pretty good. Yeah. I need more people to stop saying, you know, he's here to show the world and more people to be like, it should have been Nick. Why? No. Because I think here to show the world is a stupid thing <laughs> to keep running back to. I mean, sure, but the, he, he's the most wanted. He's the most wanted. He calls his finish the danger zone. This the knickknack. It's the knickknack. Stop it. The danger zone. Oh, uh, when Tom Hannafin yelled that for the first time, I was like, "You gotta be kidding me!" Knickknack is right there. And I'm he sure should call, he should call this. So he hits like a super kick and then he does the danger zone. He should call the super kick the highway. Oh, that's awful. <laughs> Just like the danger zone. No. And then like you put it all together. It's like highway to the danger zone. Yeah. And I then want, he wins. I want to hear the Japanese announcers try to do that one. Yeah. Oh, the nickname. That's great. That's awful. I don't want to ever hear that again. He calls it the danger zone. He started it. I mean, listen, do you think he's going to bring that title over to TNA now and, and face Macklin for it? Now it's going to be a, a a match for the IWGP Global Force United States Heavyweight Championship? He said he was going to defend it everywhere. He thinks he's going to hold this title for 20 years. Wow. Good for him. That title has been around for a month and a half 
20 and days. <laughs> the person who won it lost it in their first title defense. New Japan just be changing out titles like it's it's diapers or something, man. Like they do not care. I always love when I got to do like a New Japan title change article. I always put like the information of this person held it for so many days and defended it this many times. These New Japan titles, it's always like this person held it for like 22 days, zero title defenses. This person held it for like 59 days, one title defense. That's every New Japan title reign. All of them. and Or it's a year. That's it. There's no in between. It's a year plus or it's less than two months with one or zero title defenses. That's it. Give me a, give me a six month title reign that doesn't suck. Simple, easy, and done. Mm. Zack Sabre Jr.'s, Zack Sabre Jr.'s uh, New Japan World title reign was good. That was a year. That yeah. was a good title reign. They lost it to Tanahashi. Tanahashi had one title defense, and then he lost it. So there you go. I'm, I'm looking up. I want to see the uh, the New Japan titles and just look at There's the like ones. a million of them. Well, no. I mean, specifically, like, the last few uh, length of reigns. So let's bring up, I mean, we got the strong open weight championship around Eddie Kingston for the last 233 days. Yeah. How many title defenses he got? Uh, anyway, let's keep going. Let's, uh, let's take a look at the, I don't know. When was the last time like the, the, the heavyweight championship? Well, Naito won that. Yeah, no, he's been 50 days, but I'm looking at like a no few No title months. defenses. His first one's to, to tomorrow slash tonight. Jay White for 206 days. The, the heavyweight title, the world title, like they they typically do longer reigns with. I'm talking about everything underneath it. Yeah, everything yeah. underneath that title, it's like sixty or less, or a year plus. Right. Yeah, I'm just like I was never open weight championship. Let's go. Oh, that thing's been. I think it's bounced around real much. Oh, look at that. Shingo Takagi was the last one with 210 days. How many title defenses? Like three. Uh, let's take a look. This the, yeah, this was going through COVID. Like this was 2020 February to oh, the still yeah, three title defenses. How many title defenses? Uh, hold on, we're bringing this up. Five, <laughs> five, and that includes the one he won and the one he lost. That's a, a title defense then. So I was right. Three, one, two, three, four. Because the okay. fourth one is when he lost. That's not a title defense, Joel. It is a title defense. He, he it, lost it. Yeah, he, he defended didn't defend it, it, but he lost it. It okay. still counts as a defense. It's just a title All right. loss. All right. Well, I was talking successful defense. Okay, successful. So that's that's different. Yes, so that's correct. Three yeah, successful. Yes. Titles. Once you add all of those extra goalposts, that's yeah. not an extra goalposts. I'm talking once, successful yes, once, title defenses. Yes. Once you further clarify that you are looking for, yeah, it's clarifications, not goalposts. Okay, that's fair. I will allow it. Minoru Suzuki in 2017 for 252 days, and he had three, four, five, five, four plus four the one successful. Where he lost. Okay, all right. Yeah, the one they lost to Hiroki Goto, and Goto then held it for 156 days. I'm looking for a long, long reign, but there are none. Masato Tanaka is the first, the first one, and the longest at 314, with four successful title defenses. Five. <laughs> No, 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 four. It's four, and then he lost it. <laughs> See? You can set a clock to these title defense bookings. You Remember when everyone thought that this was the best company in the entire universe? No, nah, it looks. It, yeah, it is. I'm just messing with it. Just messing. The, the main event stuff is good. 
main yeah. event stuff is good. But yeah. the underneath stuff, it hasn't mattered for a very long time. It's just like, ah, cool, let's do title let's let's just pass all these titles around like you know it's a blunt rotation uh how about tag titles oh absolutely not we're not doing tag title well, those have been messed around but but no yeah. i don't even know who the champions are now i'll tell you who they are it's war dogs is it, is it war yeah, dogs? it's jason kent i remember oh shit <laughs> that was the best but yeah right now but the longest uh of recent time was it was gorillas of destiny wasn't it mm. there the, okay so w- w- a few rains ago they had it for 315 days that was 2019 into the beginning of 2020 when they dropped it at uh tokyo dome and two, they two successful defenses. no 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 uh one in our way so the first one they won they wanted it on a rising and they beat evil and sonata who were the champions and then they defended it one, two, three, four, five, six, seven times successfully. Wow. And then the eighth time was Wrestle Kingdom 14, where they lost to Finn Juice. Oh, we're going way back to five years ago, four years ago? Yeah, we're going four five years. years ago. Oh, geez. Well, that's yeah. sure. <laughs> I legitimately <laughs> forgot Chase Owens and Kenta were the champions. Yeah, that really got people talking. It was fantastic. I, I did not remember at all. I think I did that article. You probably did. For someone who loves chaos as much as you do, I thought you would be all over that. But see, it's not, it's not like... It's not the right chaos. No, no, no. It's not. It's not that. It's not the right chaos. It's that. It, it's. It's chaos. It doesn't matter. Like I'm. I'm. I love. I do love the chaos. Not I get the, it. Okay. But like, when they when it happens so frequently, and when it's such like, oh, okay, the tag team titles. Like, who could possibly care when they just get, they just get passed around again? Like, it's a blunt rotation. Like, it does. It doesn't really matter. Like, so sure, Chase Owens and Kenta have the titles they'll do nothing with them they'll defend them maybe one time and then they will lose them to probably bullet club war dogs or united empire that's it and then we'll just continue to go with this same thing they don't do anything with with these belts tjp's got to create a whole new damn character to try to make these belts mean something and then they lose them and like their second title defense like, who could possibly care? Like, I'm glad you re- rose from the dead and you are the awesome Wah Kong, whatever the hell the he awesome called Wog, isn't it? But it's a it's a thing that means something for him. I don't know. A Filipino traditional monster. Look, I believe you. When he did that shit at Wrestle Kingdom, I was like, it is too early for your nonsense, TJP. Okay? And don't come off the top rope playing tribute to Kobe with, with in, in this get up either too early for that, that. Is fair. that is and fair. then like it didn't matter then he's just he's just tjp again I'm like all right that sure glad you won the tag team titles for two days do doing all this nonsense hope it was worth it i'm just looking up like other title defenses now i'm in the junior heavyweights Hiromu had that title for like a year before he lost it to despy yeah so he had and, it like, for, three, for a year straight yeah, yeah how many how many title defenses Oh, Hiromu? Six? Seven. Seven? And then he lost on the eighth. Okay. Yeah, I actually, I thought he he defended it. Because that was a good title run. Like, Hiromu has, like, good title runs. Everyone loves Hiromu. But then you do bullshit like they did here of, like, he lost it to Desperado. Desperado finally defeated, like, Hiromu at the Wrestle Kingdom. It's like, all this rules. Desperado won title defense, I think lost it by count out 
count out wild to show because you got to do has uh, uh friggin friggin house of torture bullshit like cool great great title victory there at wrestle kingdom well yeah it was you were building to moments they took their wrestlemania lumps on that <laughs> they do this every wrestle kingdom wrestle hey, kingdom if there's a title match the title's changing hands Listen, we call it every casual... single title changing hands. Yeah, well, we call it casual mania when it's WrestleMania, so we can start calling it casual kingdom <laughs> in January. Just oh, nonsense God. with these titles. They got to get rid of all of them. Just scrap all these. Titles. You want a good one? Prince Devitt, 419 days. Oh, I hope he defended it like twice. Never rule. Four. Four successful title defenses. One defense for every every hundred days. I respect it. That's fantastic. I respect that. But, oh, he didn't defend it for like a full calendar year in 2013. Well, okay. So he goes uh, Kazuna Road in 2013. He beats Gato, of course. And then he goes to 2014 and it's Wrestle Kingdom and Kota Ibushi beats him. I respect what happened that. in that? What happened in that month? Did he get signed? When did he get signed to WWE? That was 2016, wasn't it? my memory ain't that good sorry i don't know what it was but he does yeah <laughs> someone in the chat will remind me but it's very funny my memory is not that good on it anyway. apologies there's there are other year-long reigns for prince devitt in here too where he defended more like there's a 2010 2011 where he had it for seven defenses anyway there's new champions in new japan everybody get excited until they just all lose the titles in a month pretty much Watch this be the one where everyone holds on for like years. <laughs> nah, I mean, I don't know. I I don't think Show's gonna have the title for too long. Nemeth might actually have it for a little bit. This is the thing, though. Like Nemeth, like it's not like a bad champion or anything. But you made this big deal out of the new title, Finley smashing the old titles, beat Will Osprey and John Moxley in a triple threat match, first title defense loses it's like all right cool good job david finlay that's what's weird about it because yeah it was finley wins and everyone just expected this was going to be the the launching point for david finley again and clearly either clearly that's not it or it's going to be finley and naito after new japan cup finley couldn't politic his way into just like getting a win against ryan before he could beat nick God like, you got it you gotta give me a victory over ryan guys come on come on let me beat this dude and then I'll drop the belt. You got to give me something here. Let me let me work collision with the belt. <laughs> just like, Rocky, Rocky, <laughs> help me out. And Rocky's just like, uh, donde esta la baño? CMLL, got to go. Uh, but, oh, you know, okay. And then Tanahashi, he, he ends the year-long reign of, of Zack Sabre, which was like, you know, Sabre had that belt for a year. Tanahashi, I don't know if like he really needed it, but sure. Nope. President Tana just popping himself by putting the belt on him. I respect well, he's it. The, he's the president of television. Yeah, I respect it. Yeah. And then he just loses it to, to Riddle. That belt was supposed to be for like young up-and-comers. Like, and then it, the, the champions have been Zack Sabre Jr., who's great. Don't get me wrong. He's great. But like pretty well-established guy. Hiroshi Tanahashi, the friggin' ace of the universe, and then Riddle. None of these guys are young up and comers. Nope. That was the original detail for the belt. Hold on. 
I'm pretty sure you're right. And on top of that, I just find it interesting because it was built up as like a, a not a strong title, but a but a strong a title to be defended primarily on strong programming. And then of course, strong hasn't really come back in any way, shape, or form, other than like, hey, we're coming to the states for this show, and that's about it. There's no strong TV or anything like that anymore. I kind of wish there were. the The American expansion was so interesting for the time that it ran. I wish that they would get back to it, but it doesn't feel like they're planning at all to come back the rules would include a 15 minute time limit with a coin toss deciding the winner of a match in case of a draw which is hilarious while also encouraging a rapid in-ring style similar to new japan's sister promotion stardom high speed championship yeah that's exactly what uh tanahashi's about high speed even zack saber jr like bless him but like Dude's working holds. He ain't, you know. <laughs> he came a damn Tucker's championship. What are we doing? And so, uh, case of a draw, while encouraging a rapid in-ring style, similar to New Japan Sister Promotion Stardom's high-speed championship, towards a youth-focused matches for the younger and up-and-coming talent. Your youngest champion, I'm pretty sure, is Matt Riddle. And he's 38. Is Zach Saber Jr.? Zach Saber CSJ Jr. is younger than that. Okay. All right, he's 36. Oh, yeah. Okay. He's my age. Yeah. This is your youngest champion. Good 36. for them. Good for them. What a Up and comers, they said. Uh, Kinemaru should have won. It should have been a Young Lions title. Not even a Young... No, it shouldn't be a Young Lions title because I don't think the Young Lions should ever be in title contention. And that's no, just, just outside like, of it. it. But it should be like a returning from excursion wrestler's title it shouldn't exist (laughs) yes but we can't do anything about that it shouldn't exist it's here it's here it's clear it's gonna exist it shouldn't it shouldn't exist woof you know what can you do (sighs) not much that's the new japan show everybody there's another new japan show uh there's another new japan show tonight tanahashi not tanahashi sorry uh Tetsuya Naito against Sonata in the main event. I don't think Naito's going to lose, but also Gato likes to fuck with Naito. So, <laughs> you imagine? And just so Naito gets in the bag and Gato's just like, ha ha. You know, Naito said, like, hey, I'll defend this title against Moxley if I win at Windy City Riot. And people are like, oh, Moxley might win that. Sold out the venue on some of that. If they if they have Moxley win that title, just hilarious, just hilarious optics for the AEW New Japan relationship. Hold hilarious on. optics. Hold on. When is Windy City right? It's at the end of April. Uh, no, nah, like April twelfth. I think it's week after mid April. Okay. Yeah. And then June is Forbidden Door. Yeah. There's a world where Moxley winning the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. And carrying it into Forbidden Door to drop it to whoever yeah. is is a thing, <laughs> Kato. <laughs> drop <laughs> to it to Okada. To drop it to Okada. Yeah. Like, but there is a world where, like, they do where they where they have Mox the outside the the outsider who's also very clearly involved with new with uh, with New Japan Pro Wrestling coming in as the as the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion and dropping that title 
on behalf of AEW to a Japanese star. I don't know who. If it's Okada, I will laugh so hard because it's just transition for no thing for no reason. <laughs> but yeah. Hilarious optics if Mox actually wins this title. Just this is why Sonata might just win. Like shit. We can't put this belt on an AEW guy. Let's just put it back on Sonata. Well, Sonata, if nothing else, had just the best IWGP title reign ever, right? Everyone loved it. No, 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 no notes. I thought it was like fine. It, it was serviceable. But yeah, like, I don't know what people expected from a Sonata title reign. They, they they went. It was too late for him to have it. They should have crowned them a few years ago, and they didn't. And then they did. And it's like, eh. We didn't really want it now. I didn't want it, but whatever. What How about do? that bread club, huh? Yeah, put go, the belt on Kojima. Who That's cares? Right. Well, they already did that in MLW. I respected MLW with that. Kaden saying it was a bad rain. It was fine. Like evil was a bad rain. Okay, that, that was a bad rain. Look, I'm that. That's my bar. If you if you clear evil, you're fine. You're fine. It's not his fault that his feud. It, was biggest feud was House of Torture. It's not his fault. Don't no, blame I Sonata. I like Sonata. I'm on. I'm on Team Sonata. It's not his fault that he got booked poorly, and that Gato is still just this House of Torture stuff's got to go, man. Yeah, it's got to go straight to the top. Let's go. Woo! You know what? I'm actually like I'm. I should just lean into the House of Torture stuff. You know what? Fuck I it. did for a long time. It drove Kate wildly nuts, and Fuck I was it. so for it. All these dorks should figure out that House of Torture is going to interfere and get themselves a shield like Cody. Yeah. That's what they should do. Yeah. Everyone you know what? I'm glad show won the title by count out. I'm glad you've come to this conclusion. Put the belt back on evil. <laughs> I'm glad evil <laughs> defeated Shota Yumino. He should defeat Moxley next. He should defeat Moxley next. Ryan Lambert sends a super chat. Says, Roman is the bad rain. I disagree. Nah, Roman, you got to acknowledge your tribal chief. The goat. He's the goat rain. <laughs> Roman fools. I won't, I won't hear anything else. Sonata, by the way, Sonata versus Jake something for impact was fantastic. That was a match that like no one knew what to expect. And it ended up being a lot of fun. So go check that out. That was at emergence back in August. It was, oh. You know why nobody watched it? Because it was the same day as AEW all in. <laughs> It was oh, that night. Oh, All yeah. in the afternoon, and Emergence was that night. Oh, yeah, that was the thing. Remember and when Sonata wrestled? The fights backstage, so that also happened. Remember when Sonata wrestled? Uh, he wrestled Jack Perry at Forbidden, Forbidden Door. Door. Yeah. And no one cared because Forbidden, because then Jack Perry just turned. Like, I was there. The after. I watched it live. Rules. And I turned to Kate and I said, turn and we're like yeah of course <laughs> and the next thing you know jack perry lays out hook and we're off to the races jack perry versus hook for the iwgp ftw championship what's all jungle jack been up to he ain't done much of anything well, he's a scapegoat so he's just escaping the latest goat that he's caused for himself i love that he won't show the like these japan shows he showed up that one new japan in america show and it's like all right well now he's booked for windy city riot and then but that's not for another like two months like what is what is he doing? Hanging he's out not going to address this yeah, at he's all. Just, he's just hanging out at local LA establishments with his beautiful partner. Let's go he for just, that. He just rips up his AEW contract, and everybody's like, "Oh, all right, 
Sure. You know, everyone's like, oh, you got that. Seems enforceable to me. You got that Luke Perry money. I understand it. Yeah. You just walk away and go live the Hollywood life, yes. Jack. Tony Khan does not care at all that Jack Perry showed up on this show and ripped up the contract. He's just like, anyway, big business. Meanwhile, Tune in March 13. That's like, meanwhile, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to UK. I'm going to go watch Revolution Pro. Thank you, Renee. I'm going to go to Rev Pro and I'm going to watch my newest acquisition, Will Ospreay, have a banger match and go absolutely apeshit over it. But yeah, Jack Perry, you go do whatever you want. That's cool. Don't worry about it. <laughs> That's where Jack Perry screwed up. He showed up at that New Japan show that Tony was tweeting about, but he couldn't tweet about that. But he wasn't at. He should have showed up at that Rev Pro show. That's right. And Tony would have couldn't ignore him. Maybe Jack should just show up at work sometime. <laughs> no, nah, he ripped up his contract. Oh, that's right. He's open, open, I guess. Do you want to, because we have a few minutes left, uh, the Ric Flair segment. Do you want to talk about that real quick from no. Dynamite? No. His ears or whatever what I want to talk about. See those ears? Oh, no. Those, those are old man ears beyond old man ears. I don't know what happened there. Just look at that side shot and you'll be like, well, what's wrong with your ears? And man doesn't hear and now I understand. Anyway. So we're just we're just I'm building. glad you got that off your chest, Joel. Yeah, no, that's really all I want to talk about was uh I mean it feels like it feels like they'll they'll do a double turn. They'll did the double agent. We'll see who did it better, Ric Flair or The Rock, and uh that'll be that. And then Sting, but if Sting and Darby retain the titles at Revolution, what do we do from there? They're not gonna retain, the Bucks are gonna win. Are they? How are they gonna how are they gonna do it? Is Ric Flair not gonna play into the finish? He's just gonna do the double turn and then get beat the F up. Why are they going to do a turn? Because the whole thing is everyone's expecting Flair to turn on Sting, so they're giving it to you now so that they can go and be like Flair turns on the Bucks. I don't think the Bucks are stupid. They're just going to super kick them in the dust and then they'll move on with their lives. Well, I mean, they have one week to do that, so they have to do that on Wednesday. They could do it at the pay per view. Eh, it's a little too late for that, I think. They got two weeks, by the way. Do they? I yeah. thought there's only one week of TV. Nah, it's two. No, it's not. It's next Wednesday. Wednesday, and then it's the pay-per-view on Sunday. Is it? Yes. Yes, the 28th is next Wednesday, and then it's the 3rd. Oh. Yeah, okay. I'm not crazy. Well, they got collision. Why can't they do it in a collision? The ain't working collision. (laughs) They're the EVPs. See, I was right. When Jeff Valley Driver says I'm right about something in AEW, you know that I'm right. <laughs> I didn't realize. I didn't realize that this show is next weekend. And and I, like I, I I'm I am curious as to what these changes were that Tony had mentioned on Twitter, where he was just like, "We made a bunch of changes because of injuries and people not ab- not available for the show." I wonder how much different the show looked as a result. I'm sure this is something that we're looking into over on the select side of things, but it's very interesting. Yeah, you got to drive in a week there <laughs> to get the to change. Keep the change was like. Orange Cassidy can wrestle. Put him here. And oh, Jake, you live nearby. Come on in for a shot. And it's like, yes, boss, let's go. <laughs> and Arizona Media. Shout out to JK Arizona Media. For Which is show. great. He's local. He should be. Like that. Uh, in the baby moment, face now, I guess. Well, I guess he's home. Uh, listen, in the moment, it makes perfect sense because you're in Tulsa, you're in Oklahoma, you are in Jake Hager's, you know, home backyard. Why you didn't at least give him a week run up? is a little strange to me but again this is this these are the baby steps that i can appreciate is that when you have a local talent you put them out there you get the pop you get people talking but now we have to kind of work on how we reintegrate them or put them in traffic whatever it is 
if he's just coming in to save Orange Cassidy and then have a match with Roderick Strong as Strong and Cassidy are going to a pay-per-view, it's like, okay, are we just having a veer off or what's, what's, what are we doing? That's all. But it's also, it's Jake Hager. So it's kind of like, it's like when Lance Archer shows up. You He's know what? Jake. I'm just talking myself into it. Hager's going to be in Meat Madness. And so is Lance Archer. Like, these are people that will be in that match. I'm, I mean, look, that, that's, that's fine if, if that's what they're going to do. I don't know what this Meat Madness thing is. I know people are very excited about it. Like, good. I get it. It's a, it's a fun pop. It's Meat Madness, March Madness. But people were like, going crazy of like oh Wardlow and Hobbs this is going to be great meat madness I'm not insane they feuded for this TNT title and and it kind of sucked right yes no one cared like I I don't remember that feud like getting lighting the world on fire and you know in, in fairness like Wardlow had super cooled off by then. He reheated himself on Wednesday. Hobbs, they did the... I guess, I guess so. We'll talk about that in a People second. like the promo. They did the thing with uh, QT. Yeah, got involved. Like I don't think anybody really cared about that. Why well, so? We cared until QT got involved. But like the matches themselves... I think they I think they did They did like a, a no DQ match or something. I feel like that might have been okay, maybe. Sure. No, like no one cared about that stuff. No, they cared more about again the meat stuff started it all out when it was Hobbs and Miro, Miro. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, remember he won at World's End. He's he's really riding that momentum high. Well, anyway, the point is the meat thing started there, and now people are like, "Well, where's Miro?" And that's kind of a big question. Is this a is this a vehicle to reintroduce Miro for a month and then be off for another eight months? Like. I'm I'm curious as to who's in the match. I hope people okay, so people keep saying like it was good until QT showed up qt didn't show up for a little bit like i i just just, they had two matches i think what people were really annoyed by was just how it kind of ended with q or how it started with qt right they did the table spots i remember that and everyone was like what the fuck is this yeah wardlow had just won the title right well samoa joe won the title and then wardlow won the title and then then hobbs took the title yeah three days later on dynamite yeah so that was kind of what there was the hot potatoing at a time when it didn't need to happen that i think people were getting up were getting annoyed about and qt was at the middle of that because it was getting qt with powerhouse hobbs at the time which was a partnership that made zero sense and then they didn't really explain it very well and then they even more poorly at the end of it yeah i get people were mad about the qt stuff and like they on some hand, they tried to make it make sense, but then like people just didn't care about QT. Um, I don't know. Look, that was at a time where that that title was dead cold because Wardlow's reign was was what it was, and then they, yeah, they hot potatoed it with with uh, with Joe and then Wardlow and then Hobbs and then Wardlow, and like no one really seemed to care. Like outside of the the Joe Darby stuff, which was good. Um, you know, people are just like, yeah, sure, this is a thing. I just did. I wanted to make sure I wasn't fully crazy. Of like, wait, you guys are like super excited for Wardlow and Hobbs. Like, it's cool. I think it'll be good. I I guess more people will be in this, but it's not like this is the. It was less than a year ago. Like, it's not like this is like fresh stuff on television. 
here, Wardlow and Hobbs. I think people are just more excited at the idea that there will be multiple bigger men in this match. And that's good enough. Yeah. I think it's less about who's in it now. I think it's more about the potential. And that's kind of a thing that we talk about a lot when it comes to like when AEW puts together a match and doesn't have all of the participants announced, we get excited for the possibilities. And we have to, we sometimes have to, you know, set our expectations and temper our expectations. But this is a match where it's like, it just sounds like it's going to be fun. And wh- whether someone gets something out of it, that's another thing I'd like to know. Uh, this is Wardlow's match to win, though. You talk about giving Wardlow statement victories because otherwise, him coming out and being like, I was booked poorly, give me a shot, doesn't look good if he doesn't win this match by beating a bunch of larger guys in a dominant fashion. Maybe it gets harder as he goes through it, but like, this should be a Wardlow match to win, right? This has to be to get him built up for something. I would like to see this be a, a hard meat slapping match. Okay. I, I know I, I get what you're saying. I thought you would elaborate more. <laughs> well, I didn't know stuff. I need to elaborate. Well, you know, we, we talked about pirates for an hour. We should probably give them a little bit more of meat slaps. Well, you mentioned that it should be hard for Wardlow. I agree. It should be a hard meat slapping match. You're right. Will they be watching multiple people involved just slapping me? Just be careful when you slap your meat. If you slap it too hard, it's going to hurt the next day. So Wardlow thinks it should be both better. (laughs) All right, that was good. We We did really well at not breaking through that whole exchange. (laughs) okay so 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 this should be do do you think that this should be like the wardlow match is really what i get to i yeah probably because i assume they're trying to heat him up here certainly sounds like it given the the promo he cut on on wednesday i'm telling you he should roll Adam Cole down a hill into a lake on Wednesday. She's like, get out of here, dude. Fly, Christopher Reeves. Oh, no. Now, now we've gone too far. We got a super chat, by the way, earlier from Ryan when we were talking about House of Torture. Jack Perry should be leading it. Oh, could you imagine Jack Perry just wearing House of Torture garb? Oh, God. He'll be like, I thought this was Bullet Club. And they'll be like, well, kind of. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. That's why we're here. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, can I get us back on track for a second before we go? Sure. Uh, just on the, dyno- on, on the Dynamite and the Revolution front. The the reason why my feeling now is towards Sting and Darby retaining is because I'm pretty sure they're the only baby face champions right now. Well, as fucking false as that. <laughs> my point being is that <laughs> if you have a show where every heel wins every title match that they're in, then Sting and Darby winning like main uh, retaining that would be a pretty big moment 
That would be like the big moment for the end of the show. Oh yeah, Orange Cassidy, but I mean, you know, he's Orange Cassidy. He'll be fine. Hi, Sean. Hey guys. I doing? made it. You were up at nine o'clock this morning. That shocked me. <laughs> I assumed I you mean, were just getting stuff done. I don't know how else to say this, but it's a Friday. You gotta get down on Friday. True. Um I I don't know. I'm not going to expand on that. Oh, buddy. I, oh, I know. No, no, no. We just spent the entire two hours going places where we shouldn't be going. This is just, we're going. I woke up at nine because I knew that I was going to be pissed off at today's Observer. And that's mm. the honest truth. I knew that there was going to be some shit in that Observer that upset me. And I saw that Brian Danielson was best technical wrestler of the year and not me. And that pissed me off. Fair. Yeah. Has Brian Danielson ever held the wrist on a drop toe hold? Probably. Uh, we learned it from probably the same guy, so I would say so. Uh, I was trying I to help you, Sean. Sorry. I think he's done some uh, some Billy Robinson seminars in his day, but uh, we're gonna man. we're gonna get a, a new chant going. Instead of them chanting SRS, they'll drop. They'll they'll go DTH or DT. Yeah, DTH. What, what is this salad? It's a chicken salad. Chicken, okay. Uh, okay. Making a uh, chicken, you know what? Sean, have you seen Pirates? In general, I hate the Pittsburgh Pirates. Um, nope, not, not where we're going. Have you seen Pirates, the movie? 2005. Pirates, no. Pirates of the Caribbean, no. Butt Pirates, no. I did watch, uh, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry, in which a child said, Does this mean you have two jobs? Because my dad says you are also a butt pirate. Which is a great line. Jeremy? My, my internet cut out. What? Oh, I thought, I thought you went somewhere with that. I thought you were going to try and get him to, to, to figure out if he's watched the movie yet. The 2005 banger known as Pirates. No. Oh, his internet just keeps going out. This is what's going on. This is all, this is all bad. My, my internet's not pleased right now. See, I'm, WWE can't take SummerSlam to Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, we won't survive it's true. for many reasons. <laughs> the internet alone is just going to blow everything yeah. out. Not good. They're going to be like, we haven't used a wireless connection since LeBron left. What are you talking about? He literally they had, they had fax over the stuff for the Donovan Mitchell trade. <laughs> took his talents and the Wi-Fi. Didn't yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh God! Oh my gosh! Uh, what's 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 going on today in the world? Today? Yeah. What, well, what, are, we ta- what are we talking about? Uh, as I put on my little socks and look look at Melvin over there. That's his Melvin, name, Melvin waiting outside the door. Melvin. Yeah, he's over there. Anna Bauer did some interviews that uh, I'm going to be uploading very shortly, uh, assuming they get to me. Going to be working on that. I got a Q and A today. The Fightful Discord doing incredibly well. I'm very, very happy about that. But, uh, yeah, I'm very excited. As you should. You're going to get up at 5 a.m. to watch Elimination Chamber? No. Fair. Because um, I have a life. Wow. Shots fired at wrestling fans with no life. Yeah. Jeez. No, um... The way that I looked at it 
3 p.m. was the best course of action for our review show. Um, that way, people on the West Coast, people in the U.S., people in the U.K. could watch it, and people who have been convenienced by the show being at the appropriate time in Australia can now be inconvenienced by my start time <laughs> for this show. But, yes, looking forward to it. Uh, I think the show will be a lot of fun. But, yeah. As long as the pirates don't just try to scale the elimination chamber and yep. take over the entire show. I did wonder, like, how did they get that there? I thought they just strapped it to the top of the jet and just flew it over. That's how you do it. It's like driving the car down the highway. Mm. They got it to Saudi Arabia last year, so. I think the Saudis built it. Oh, maybe. Have you seen? Have you seen the interior of that experience thing they have? It's. I wish that it wasn't there. I wish it was literally anywhere else in the world because it looks so damn cool. Yeah. Uh, it's so annoying. Anyway, anyway I'll see we you all need an elimination chamber in our lives. Bye. Bye. Talk right over his exit. That's the best part. Oh, Sean's gone. My internet cut out and then Sean's gone. <laughs> Probably our best episode ever, Jeremy. I don't know what happened. I was going to tell him that Fuego was putting him over and then we were going to talk shit on people. <laughs> no, I mean, listen, Sean watches the program. He knows. He, he clearly knows that we had a great interview with Fuego earlier this morning. It's good. Everything's fine. Elimination Chamber is happening. That's a thing. That's a real thing that's going on. What's the what's the main event? Is it uh is it Naya and Rhea? Oh, so um I thought so. I thought so. Stephanie Chase, who I saw on our chat earlier, but she did the um prediction show with the GOAT uh yesterday, and she suggested that Becky winning the chamber closes and you do the big face off between Becky and Rhea to close the show. And I like that suggestion. I still think it's probably gonna be uh, Rhea against Nia in the main event, and you maybe you still do the face off with Becky coming out. But I I do like um I, I do like the suggestion that Becky closes, but not or Rhea still comes out to to close the show with the face off. See, I would do it the other way around. Becky wins the chamber to open up the show, and then Becky comes out at the end of Nia and Rhea, and do they they do the face off? Yeah, and you can you can do that. Um, I I just wonder if like they almost feel, I don't know about obligated, but like the show is elimination chamber. You close with the elimination chamber. I know last year they didn't because I mean, they had Sammy and Roman, no offense to Becky or to Rhea Naya. That ain't Sammy and Roman, but that does play into like, we're in someone's hometown and it is a hot reaction for a hot star. The story, not so much, but like the reaction is there. They're going to be there for Rhea more than anything. Uh, the only other person from Australia who's on the card is Indy Hartwell, which is something you and I talked about a lot. She's opening. She's opening. She's on the kickoff. And you know what? I said it from the get go. I'm like, yeah, Indy will be on the card. She'll just challenge for the tag titles. People are like, no, you're crazy. She's got to be in the elimination chamber. It's like, listen, Indy's good. She's a solid, she's good. But I did not think that her in the elimination chamber was a good spot for her. She's it's going to be great when they just beat her instead. In, uh, in this they were going to beat her anyway. So may as well have Candace eat the pin and not lose the tag. T- oh, maybe, maybe they win the tag titles. Who knows? <laughs> but I don't expect it either. But at least if they're the first people out, that's going to be a big pop because she's she's local. She's homegrown. The Grayson Waller effect will probably be a, a really interesting segment because Grayson's going to have to deal with a bunch of people cheering for him and then have the 
heel on the crowd, which he did at the, the press conference too. But uh, there, there's a lot of really interesting stuff that'll happen at Chamber. But like the matches themselves are just are they are what they what they are. This isn't like the biggest event ever, but for those who are in Australia watching the show, they're looking forward to it and they'll be excited for it. But in terms of storyline, I think everything's pretty much laid out unless Drew McIntyre doesn't win the men's elimination chamber. Yeah, Drew's probably going to win. I was trying to think of like who just go into business for themselves and win the chamber. Could you imagine? Randy. Just goes Randy's just like, nah, you know what? Calling an audible trips. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be fantastic. I if, if it turned to a shoot fight, I'd take Lashley. Lashley would win. Uh, I'll I'll take him in that if it if it breaks down in that way. Uh, I'm looking forward to the Grayson Waller effect. Waller Waller is good in these segments, but it's like it's going to be a different vibe being in the hometown. You're going to love it until he brings out Austin Theory. Oh yeah, then I'm going to be like this. And- sucks because that's the th- like you have to bring out austin theory because we talked about this you can't have cody and seth go two-on-one as the baby faces on the heel because that's not what baby faces do so you got to bring out austin theory and either turn it into a match on the show or do a beat down and then monday night on raw they do the match or on smackdown even uh they they do the tag match and then that's just what you're going to do for the next month leading into wrestlemania as we get closer to roman and rock Oh God, Roman and Rock interacting with Grayson Waller and Austin Theory. Not the second part. Oh, that's the problem. You got to deal with the the fourth. You don't have man. They should baby Grayson in this whole thing. Like bring out Austin Theory, and then Grayson realizes this dude's a giant dork as well, and is like Cody and Seth are ripping on him. Grayson's like, yeah, this dude does suck. We never win with him. He's the reason we suck. And they jump him out. That's the way to go. I wouldn't do it, but you're stuck with Austin Theory. I'm you're sorry. Stuck with them. They you're booked not. the shows, Joel. I know they booked the shows, but you're stuck with them for now. You're not. Like you can just leave him be. He's gonna. He, he's gonna let you know, Grayson's gonna be hosting everything. He's gonna host Grayson Waller Effect, WrestleMania, him and Kevin Hart in a segment. I think I need that. Really? Yeah, I feel like it would be a, a very fun interaction. Mm. Anyway, we've interacted enough today. I think I'm ready to get out of here. Support our new film, Mac and Me. Please send a bunch of money so we can make this film and make dreams come true across universes. Yes. Give us all your money. Uh, Smackdown's taped tonight. TNA No Surrender is tonight. I'm doing a post show with SB3. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, tonight. That is tonight. Uh, oh. Elimination Chamber is, is 5 a.m. on Sunday? Uh, no. Saturday? And, yeah, Saturday. That's it's 5 o'clock t- somewhere. Yeah, it's like in, you know, 12, 17 hours. Yeah, anyway, so that's a show that's happening. And uh, Collision's going to be live on Saturday night. So yeah, uh, Danielson against Akiyama. That's going to rule. That'll be good. Hopefully Eddie Kingston gets added to commentary for that match. I'd like to see that do a little interaction. He should, he should. There's another new Japan show as well for people that like that. Yeah. Jack Perry's going to join House of torture. Remember? Oh, we're all for it. Let's go. Let's go. Fantastic. Rob and Aguirre on at 3 PM Eastern here on the channel every Friday. They'll be back today. 
as they are. And we'll be back on Monday. We got a we got a full week ahead. So we'll talk about it then. But until then, I am at Troll Pearl for Jeremy Lamberts. What do I say usually? I don't get to plug anything. You did, I thought. You said give us all your money for the Mac and me thing. Oh, I thought you were gonna let me like oh, okay, plug, plug anything more else. stuff. Yeah, go ahead, plug more stuff. Um best uh best opening ever. I think there's a, a show on Sunday, a new show. I'm not positive. At some point there will be. Because Joel and Kate don't fulfill their contractual obligations. So we had Blaine to get something Kate. on Sunday. Blame Kate. It's not my fault. Wow, misogynistic Joel over here. Yeah, well, you know, women should main event pay-per-views when they work. That was a good save. You tried. You, you, you made sure not to get yourself in trouble on that one. People know. People are very <laughs> well aware of my feelings and my work with women on various platforms. <laughs> don't even start. <laughs> Jerk ass. <laughs> <laughs> I was really yeah. Don't yeah, me worry. too. Me too. <laughs> I know what I'm doing, people. All right, finish, finish plugging whatever you're playing. Women be clingy, am I right, Joel? Go love, is, love is blind reference, everybody. Love is blind reference. So anyway. I'll probably still get in trouble for it. That's fine. Nah, we didn't ask. We didn't. We didn't ask about Scott Demore. We won't get that too much in trouble. Uh, if if uh, if you watch the Love Is Blind, hit me up on on the Twitter. Let's talk some Love Is Blind because I don't care about wrestling. I want to talk about bad reality shows or good reality shows with everybody. Don't, but don't follow me on Twitter. I don't want you actually to follow me. I hear that feeling. Yeah. Anyway, I am at Joel Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. Ladies and gentlemen, friends beyond the binary, we'll see you on Monday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern, till noon. Enjoy your weekend. Lots of wrestling. Good Lord, good luck. Find a Pepperman. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.